0: Also, this podcast is sponsored by fnxfit.com. This website has protein shakes, powders, testosterone boosters, gummies, shirts, pretty much anything all about being healthy. Also, by the way, guys, you guys will get 10% off any order that you purchase with my discount code TJGlisak25. That's right, 10% off. And trust me, like 10% off will really help you guys out in the long run. Also, guys, if you don't like any of our products, well, we'll give you a refund with all your money back. So don't worry about that. You know, your money will be back. We'll get back to you once you made your purchase. So go to fnxfit.com. That is FNXFIT.com. It will direct you to this, you know, awesome looking page. It's really just about staying healthy. And I know a lot of people want to stay healthy, especially during this time with the whole coronavirus out. So go to fnxfit.com, use my discount code, TJGlisak25, and you'll get 10% off of any order. And if you guys want to get refunded, well, you'll get your money back. So uh, that's it. So let's go. The TJTV podcast, only on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and much, much more. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the TJTV Podcast. How's everyone doing on this beautiful Monday? Well, it's really recorded on Sunday, but you guys get the gist already. I do everything pre-recorded. In any event, how's everyone doing today? We had a great interview today with Eric G, known as Instagram name: The Travel Poppy. Guys, this was a fun interview. We actually talked a lot. We covered almost every topic, uh, topic from traveling to ghosts to politics to religion. We tra- We talked about literally everything and anything during this interview. It was a really a fun interview. It was about two hours long, and it was just, it was just a really fun guy. We actually went to the same school too, and we lived in the same area as well. I mean. It's amazing like the people you meet online like it shows that like it's just amazing like who you meet because you can never know where they come from and it was just a really awesome fun experience for an episode. I really enjoyed this episode. Anyways guys if you're new make sure you like and subscribe turn on post notifications and uh, I'm gonna start doing shout outs now guys and there's just a whole bunch of stuff I'm planning on doing in the next few months. I mean we even came up with a good podcast idea that I'm going to come up with very soon and do very soon. Um, especially with my videos as well. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I want to do when it comes to my videos in the next few months. I can't wait to share it. What, the, what goes on. It's really going to be a fun experience. But anyways, guys. If you're new, like and subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm. Follow me, TJTV, on YouTube and Facebook as well, where you can catch all my past episodes. TJ's Vlogs on YouTube, where you can catch all my vlog content, horror content, because I have a lot of stuff coming soon as well. Also, go follow me, Gleason Photography and Videography. We're going to be doing more stuff with that soon. I just haven't had the time. I've been very busy doing a lot of stuff lately. Um, Also, yeah, just follow me on all my socials. TGleason22 on Instagram and yeah guys that's really it so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode it's about two hours long and uh, yeah we are we're going to get this thing we're going to make this thing big we have a lot of things coming very soon can't wait to share with you guys Um, but yeah that's really it um, is there really any topics to cover today? No, no really good topics. Uh, yeah, I was going to do some fan feedback. We'll, we'll do that on Thursday or Wednesday. Yeah, we'll do that Wednesday. Um, let's see. So we got another interview this week with my friend Will Campbell, who's going to be on the show fi- uh, Friday. So that's going to be fun. And yeah but that's going to be enough talking guys let's get on with the interview and i'll see you guys right after all right guys i'm here with eric the travel poppy who i found on instagram who's a travel guru how you doing today
1: doing good how are you
0: doing good so how long have you been traveling for
1: um i want to say most of my life but avid the way i'm traveling now uh I've been traveling for about two thousand and one, the four years.
0: Four years.
1: Four years. Like the way I'm traveling now, like con- consistently. Um, before that, I wasn't like. I mean, I was in college. But again, out of college in relationships, so I wasn't like doing anything much at the time. Like just local stuff, just little things.
0: So you just got back from Africa too, right?
1: Yeah, I just got back last Saturday. Um yeah, that was that was an experience.
0: So have you ever been there before or just was I? nah
1: this this was my first time in East Africa. You know, I've been to Egypt, which is still Africa. Um a completely different vibe. So uh this was like my first time in like to me, what I would consider Africa, Africa. Like yeah, I think Egypt is a little bit more like like more Arabic culture, culture with Arabics and stuff like that. So it's a little different.
0: Yeah. That has to be, that has to be amazing, man. See, I've always wanted to travel. I just never really had the time to go, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like, uh, the time I feel like I I do work a nine to five. So, uh, timing I, I do. I did accrue a lot of like time off and stuff now that I've been with my company for like six years. So I got about, or weeks of time off so i'm able to like travel a little bit more and i also combine it with like holidays or combining with every you know government holiday we get i make sure i try to combine stuff so i can have like a longer extended stay and then the weekends too so that's how i utilize my pto one for my time off for my job
0: yeah man i feel you on that did you have to get like any like certain like shots or like vaccines when you went to africa
1: um, you, they recommended getting the yellow fever shot, but I didn't get it. It was not like, it's not mandatory for some African countries. They are mandatory. Um, Kenya wasn't one of them. Um, but other than that, like I was felt pretty sick over there. I didn't, I didn't get sick when I ate or I have a pretty strong stomach when it comes to like eating other food. So no, you have to get anything.
0: Yeah, and you had a. Uh, um, what about vaccine? What about the COVID nineteen vaccine? Did you have to get that or?
1: Nah, I didn't have to get that either. It's not mandatory yet, I guess. Like to travel, um, since it's like more of a vaccine for preventative measures right now at current state. So I feel like when more countries um are able to get the vaccine, I think it will become mandatory, uh, for people to travel. But since they don't have it, they're not like requiring it yet. I know the UK is, is doing like. More like a not required, but if you have the vaccine, you don't have to get COVID tested um, for some for some countries in the UK. So uh, for now, I had to get COVID tested when I went to Kenya. Uh, I had to get a COVID test, a 72 hour COVID test before I entered. And also had to get a four hour rapid test before my flight from New York. Jeez. Yeah. So it was like, actually, it was annoying. Actually, I was actually pretty (laughs) irritated. Like, I was just like, yo, this is ridiculous. Like, I had to literally zoom to New York, like, four hours before my, five hours before my flight, take a rapid test around the airport in the vicinity. Like, then take, you know, grab my results, have my 72-hour result, and then take it to the, you know, to the gate or whatever just to get onto the flight. If not, I couldn't get onto the flight because Amsterdam was requiring, it was my labor with Amsterdam, they were requiring a rapid test before I entered the plane that um I was going to get on so it was actually the the most process I had to do to get into a country because of um the layover situation with Amsterdam in the UK and you know in Europe right now so
0: what is the COVID test like because I'm scared I haven't gotten it yet
1: but um I feel funny because you say that because I I just started I feel like I just started taking a lot of them out of nowhere like like um last year I traveled to Mexico I went to Brazil I went to Panama um I went to Costa Rica the only one who required me to take a COVID test before I entered at the time was Panama and that was my first time taking it in November the COVID test so that was pretty interesting it was like it's just like the nose it's just the nose swab but you know, sometimes you'll see those horror videos and they're like going all the way up people's face. Like (laughs) you just going like, oh my God, I'm never going to take that. So um, that, I mean, it's not that bad. Like when I I took it the first time, oh, that's nothing. That was just a rapid test. And the second time I took it, that, okay, this one was a little deeper. This was like before I went to Puerto Rico this year, I had to take a COVID test and they went a little bit deeper. And It's like every time I took it, they went a little bit deeper. I'm just like, okay. (laughs) But like, I feel like, for right now, like, I kind of don't want to take the vaccine type thing yet because I'm, I want something that's going to, like, give me, like, a 95% chance that I'm not going to catch it again, not just something with, with lower symptoms. Like, I don't want, like, a preventative measure or something that's going to give me lower. So I just don't want it at all if I'm going to take the vaccine. Like, so right now, for right now, I'll just keep taking the test. Um, and I, I got used to it kind of. Like, now I'm just, like, I had to take one in Kenya, too. And that one was actually the worst one I've taken was in Kenya. And... I was sitting there like, they put the rubber gloves. It's like a little robot. And it's just just, just jamming up your nose. (laughs) And I'm just like, all right, well, I think I'm done with this. So. So
0: so you feel the same way about me with the vaccine. Like, I'm afraid. Like, I'm not afraid to take it. I just don't want to take it. And then six months down the line, I'll catch COVID. That's how I. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't. Like, you know how, like, um the you know how we got the flu vex, you know, the flu shot. Like, you could take the flu shot, and it just basically what it does, it gives you the flu, like, like the the antibodies for the flu or whatever, and you can't, you could can either get it or you don't. It's, like, similar to that, and I'm just kind of not, there's no point of it right now. Like, I don't see the point of it. I still want them to come out with something. Of course, I'm still rooting for it, but it's just something that um, I'm not going to take right now until I know for sure it is, like, all right, everybody's taking it everybody's good there's no more cases you can't catch it ever again like they haven't even announced that we have to take it every year like what if we have to take the covid vaccine every year for the rest of our lives
0: yeah that that would just be horrible
1: yeah we don't we don't know anything so it's too much uncertainty for me to just go take a vaccine right now just to travel i mean i mean if it was like a life or death thing and it was like you know what you must take this to travel and if you don't take it you can't travel i don't know i might just butler and just take and just take the back <laughs> i'm like listen I do what i gotta do but um for now like i said like you said i'm not I'm, i don't trust it right now just yeah definitely you
0: grew up in philadelphia right
1: yeah i grew up in North Philadelphia. north philadelphia
0: north yeah i'm from delco
1: oh all right then you're down the street then
0: yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> you, you, you never came down here, this this neck of the woods? I
0: come I used to work in Philly. I used to work in center city. So like I would just travel through all of Philadelphia and I you know right. explored a little bit of it. I just never really had, you know, the time because I've been so busy in the last five years.
1: Right. <clears throat> I mean, I'm ready to angle. I'm ready to move out the city. It's not like uh something like I want to I I don't want to stay here very much. I'm ready. <laughs> Uh, it's like, actually, as of now, it's the number one city in crime into 2021. Really? Yeah, right. We're a little bit above Chicago for a little bit. Um, Last year, we were number two after Chicago. And now, like, the past three months, we've been going haywire. Like, I don't know what's going on, so... It's just somewhere that I don't want to be in. Like, Center City's nice and all, but that's not – that's, like, a little piece of Philly. So, <laughs> like, that everybody thinks, oh, my God, it's so nice to build this. It's like a little Manhattan. Ugh. It's too small of a city, and we got a lot of crime going on right now. So,
0: now How do you feel about the crime going on? you just feel like a lot of people are just, you know, enclosed inside and people are just going to stir crazy?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I think that's exactly – um, how it started for 2020. I feel like people were like, you know, were getting really broke. And they were losing their jobs. They were trying to find a way to make money. Uh, they were getting government money, they were buying guns, like it was just like a lot. Like it was just the crime got it just was infested last year, and I didn't even want to leave out. And that's why when I leave, like people would ask me, like, hey, let's go out to this day party or brunch I'm, i don't leave unless i'm traveling like i don't leave my house unless i'm traveling and going to my parents to see my parents like other than that I'm like i don't leave the house i don't go i don't associate with anything that has to do like events in philadelphia i don't do anything like i'll stay in the house do what i gotta do make my money work and then travel Go drive to jfk or drive to the airport in philadelphia and that's it
0: so do you live you live on your own then mm-hmm. okay yeah, that's what I, I, live on my own right now. I've lived on my own for about probably since 2019. Yeah. 2018, 2019, I think that was the last time I moved out.
1: Yeah, I've been, well, I'm 29 now. So I've, uh, since I've graduated college, I think I moved out 2015. Like I came back from school and, um, I was with my parents for a little bit for like a year, but I had a girlfriend at the time and I was like, I wanted to live with my girlfriend. So, uh we moved out and I was living on my own since 2015 and of course when you're in college I was living on my own there too I had my own apartment and school so I kind of like was like okay I kind of can't go under the same rule the same parental rule that I was going through um when I was younger so I had to leave so I've been on my own I bought a house in Philly uh when I was 23 and then I've been there ever since
0: so what, what college did you go
1: to uh Westchester
0: oh you went to Westchester
1: Yeah, yeah, that's where I went. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) When did you graduate?
0: I graduated. Well, so I went to Delco, Delaware County Community College for two years, got my associates. Mm. And then 2018 was when I went to Westchester. And I dropped out because I wasn't learning anything for the degree I was going into. So I'm thinking like, you know, I'm sitting in class one day. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Right. And... I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. So I dropped out. And, you know, my parents hated that decision. Everyone hated that decision. I did more doing what I'm doing with the podcast and filming. and made money. Got a few sponsors doing this. than going to school, wasting all this money. You know, and that's the way I looked at it.
1: Oh, you're right. I agree with you. I, it's funny because I got my, you know, I dig end up paying for the piece of paper that I got. But it was like, I took college when some people ask me about it. I took college like it was an experience of like me learning to um be on my own. Like it wasn't about education because I didn't learn shit. Like I don't remember anything I learned in college except you know, I did I went for an art degree. Um I'm a I'm a designer, my full time, I'm a graphic designer. Oh really? Degree and I got my um I got my degree in art and uh multimedia and marketing and stuff. So I got that degree and I ended up actually getting a job into the in the field, which is like very rare because a lot of people that graduated me, it was like five percent of us um got a job in our field. So uh, I graduated like I said, I graduated in 2014 and um I agree with you. I, I think I think now millennials, like we, we know that we need to work smarter, not harder. And Back in the day, it was like go to school, get a piece of paper, graduate, get a good job, work for somebody. And now we kind of want to work for ourselves and work, you know, have the freedom to do what we want to do, like travel and, and network. You know, you're only as good as the people you know. Like when you know people and you start meeting people, and that's where you get to where you got to be. It don't got to do with that piece of paper or the education you got in your brain. It's like the education comes from experience, the experience you have in the field.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, see, I have friends who went to school for broadcast journalism. They're not even doing what I'm doing. Like some of my friends are working at like Wawa or like, you know, McDonald's, which are not bad jobs. Don't get me wrong. But like, if you went into the field that you're going into, like for journalism, graphic design or whatever, you should go into that field, like do an internship or you know, keep applying. That's what I'm doing. Like I'm applying all over to places and, you know, I talk to people who have no degree and they've been in radio stations before. So it's like the way I look at it, I put all the stuff that I'm doing, like film, podcasting, and then my past like nine to five jobs on my resume. And I feel like that's going to be more of an experience if I go to a news station or radio. Mm -hmm.
1: That's true. I I actually didn't learn, like I did learn basics of graphic design in school. And yeah, the teacher's they were pretty good because they were hard on me. They were like, look, when you go, they're going to rip you to shreds, like your art. They're going to rip your arts to shreds. But art is so subjective. So to me, like, I feel like it, their teaching was a form of manipulation, like, in my mind. And I was just like, I, I wasn't feeling that either. But I already put four years, oh, I was about to be my fourth year, into time in school. I, was like, I might as well finish. And then when I did get a job, I realized like my job gave me experience. Like my nine to five gave me the experience that I need with design. Like I learned so much more in the five years that I've been in the field at my company from five to six years that I've been there. Then when I was at school, like I had my manager was teaching me a lot, like stuff that I never thought, like even like email marketing and SEO and all the stuff that I never thought I was going to do. And then now i got the experience. If I wanted to leave, I could leave, but, it's too much of a easy gig right now for me to just like bounce. Like I could literally like if today was Monday, I could be talking to you and I'll be clocked in right now. And they don't they're not micromanaging me at all. I'm like it's okay. All right, do what you gotta do. Like, yeah.
0: Oh, excuse me. Yeah, no, I get that completely. I mean, the job I work at right now, it's in the automotive industry. It's a good industry, mm-hmm. but I don't see myself being there all my like my whole life. Right. And I feel like, you know, once this kicks off in the next, like, I give it maybe two years, mm-hmm. then, like, once the money starts rolling in, I'm dipping, saying, like, look, this is it. Or if I get into a radio station, news station, then um, I'll just work there for the time. Right. But I feel like a lot, of, a lot of kids our age, you know, they go to school, they don't know what they want, and then they realize, like, once they get their degree in, like, liberal arts or journalism, they don't, you know, pursue what they want, or they don't really know what they want to do, and they... right. Just, don't
1: do anything yeah like I mean I never like I love art don't get me wrong like I've been studying art for my whole life when I was in high school I studied art I was an art degree I mean art major in high school then college I kind of wanted to do criminal justice and then I was like no I don't want to do criminal justice no more I want to do art so I did art again and then now like I still love art but travel is my passion so like even with my page like I try to manipulate travel and art together at the same time with like my photos and my Photoshop editing and illustrator and everything I work with with my job. I try to like put it into my travel experiences now and the creativity. So that's how they play a part. But I I would say travel is more of my passion than art. Like I feel like art is paying the bills and I feel like travel is just fulfilling me inside, you know?
0: Yeah. see I feel like I like people that travel because there's a lot of stories that you could tell. And you get to actually write it into a book. I mean, I've traveled to, like, California, Texas, Mm -hmm. uh, Florida, Maryland, and all that. But, like, you know, somebody like you, you've traveled. It seems like you travel all the time and travel to many different places. And I had these people who traveled before me uh, on the show a couple days ago. They were telling me the places they traveled. And it's just really amazing, like, the stories that I hear from many different people. Because, like, you never know what you can hear. You know what I mean? You never know the stories people tell
1: yeah I mean I feel like I got it's just a lot I got a lot of stories like you know like I mean I guess I could give you my uh it's not scariest but like i done my most like my, my experience that I was like most nervous in wasn't actually in Egypt because um I'm a Latino male I live in Philadelphia I'm like they don't know where I was from and like, I was also with my roommate, he's black, and, you know, they didn't give him no trouble. But since I had a beard, I was getting a lot of trouble, like, all the time. Like, and I would think that I'm in an Arabic country, you know, everybody's Muslim, you know, there's going to be a lot of beards where there was, but then there were people who didn't. Everybody, I didn't notice, though, everybody, um, everybody is Muslim that I met, but some of them, there was a group of Muslims that cut their beard off and a group of Muslims that leave their beard. So the ones that leave their beard, they're called, like, the Muslim Brotherhood. Way different than regular Muslims. I never knew this. So I had a tour guide and the tour guide was like, yeah, um, yeah, like, are you are you Muslim? I said, no. They were like, oh, well, your beard considers you like they're going to think that you're a part of the Muslim Brotherhood. I didn't think nothing of it until a couple days later. I got grabbed by like this um, militian person. militia person, like he was part of the military. He had a gun and everything. He was grabbing my arm and trying to arrest me. They wasn't trying to let me into like museums. Because they thought I was part of the brotherhood and they was like cursing at my tour guide. And my tour guide was like, he's American, he's American, da da da. Like, and I feel like, and it happened actually three times in Egypt. And I felt like petrified as after a while, I want to go home. I'm just like, you know what? Like, and the, guy, and the tour guide was like, go shave your beard, go to the hotel. I was like, no, I was, like, I'm not. Like, I'm, I'd rather just go home. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, one, I don't got scissors. You don't just take a razor and just go to a lot of hair on your face. I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, but that was actually, like, my I feel like my most... I feel like Egypt is very overrated. And uh, people want to go because they want to see the pyramids. I was there for almost 10 days, and I was just like, I'm ready to go home. Like, I got so overwhelmed, constantly seeing temples and da-da-da-da. Like, I'm like, I don't feel like seeing temples no more. I'm so sick of temples. Like, no more temples, no more history. Take me to hell home. Like... Uh, like that we did i did three days in cairo i did three days in luxor egypt and i did th- three days in abu two days in abu Simbel. so i was just doing a whole tour i took an egyptian train from cairo all the way down south of egypt and that took 14 hours of the train just mulling. like pure piss people arguing like you could see like people uh, speaking in arabic arguing fighting and i was like you know I don't like Egypt, I'll never come back. I don't care if somebody could pay my whole flight to go back to Egypt, pay it for everything. I still wouldn't go back to Egypt. Like
0: well, see, you like you got oh, you could have been killed or locked up. Like, and that's scary just because, like, my mom's one of those like weary people. She's telling me you should never go across seas. But I'm the type of person I'm like, you know what, fuck that. I'm gonna go across seas. right. I love it. I-, I would rather travel across seas because I feel like it's more. Like, as much as the news, like, media, like, says, like, across seas is ten times worse, I feel like uh, people are a lot nicer over there, and it's more, they are. you have more freedom.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. You Typically, people love Americans. So, I mean, what happened in Egypt, that was very rare. I, I had a weird situation. I also know another influencer, a traveling influencer, that she had a bad experience with Egypt as well. She had a great experience until the end, when she was about to go home. <laughs> And they, lock, they basically were trying to lock her up because she had a drone. And you're not allowed to have drones in Egypt. And she came in with the drone and they didn't say anything to her. But when she going away, they wanted to see the film. They had her in the holding station. She was crying. She called the Canadian Embassy. It was a whole big thing on social media. So everybody was just trying to contact the Canadian Embassy to get her out. Um, she had to go to court in the morning. Like, it was just a whole thing. So, I mean, it comes, what I would say is concert to people is conservative countries. Second, think it like, it depends on the type of traveler you are. Like I'm, I'm a laid back traveler. When I want to go places, I want to go experience stuff, culture, see what's real. And I also want to have fun. Like I don't want to be somewhere conservative all the time. Like Egypt was super strict, super conservative. Like the women couldn't even speak to the men, like towards the men. We can't speak to us. Like they would just ignore us or, if you speak to the woman like if there was a man next door he would speak for her to us like it was weird um you just still have to abide by their laws and their culture like when you do travel just be street smart if you're street smart in america you could you could survive anywhere like america is in gold like we don't there's a lot of stuff that goes on here and it's the same thing in other countries like just maneuver the same but usually like you said uh, people are super friendly like they were just like I haven't. Other than Egypt, I don't have a bad experience. Now I've traveled to like at least fifteen countries. Like I haven't had a bad experience other than that.
0: Right. So, See, other uh,
1: than that, friendly people. Friendly people.
0: My aunt, my uh, fiance's aunt. She actually lived in Georgia, which is I think it's like Russia, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she got kicked out for drinking too much. She had a kid and everything. In any event, she met this guy in Turkey, who is her husband right now. Nicest guy I could ever meet. But from what I was told, when he was like. 25 his mom would still like bathe him and stuff so like she said the culture is very different over there because like the mothers of like the would like bathe like grown-ass men and like i'm just thinking like it's kind of weird like what different people like different cultures do but i feel like that's the way of life i feel like that's the way of life nowadays
1: mm-hmm. you know i mean
0: but like now that he you know they live in america it's like completely different
1: completely different yeah. yeah i mean i feel like everybody should travel overseas once like I've been to Europe I've been to Africa now basically twice I've been to South America I've been to Central I've been to almost I think every continent except Antarctica like which is too cold for me like I'm not going there but uh I mean I feel like traveling overseas is actually sometimes safer than traveling within the states like I don't feel like. I mean the cultures are different but it's also very like interesting to see the other cultures you know like to see how they act and see how they greet people and like in Kenya everybody spoke really soft like you couldn't even hear it was like this you couldn't hear anything the way they talk was very very low like that and I was like what you have to scream I'm American like I'll say you have to scream at me because I don't understand you like and we talk very loud over here and very outspoken and they're not like that so the culture was way different for me
0: yeah no I feel that completely what was I going to say what was the, so you, what was the best thing you've ever seen traveling? Like I, piece of art.
1: I, I would honestly, like I would, I would actually, best thing I've ever seen or experienced. Like to me is like, right. What happened in Kenya? Like this was my first time actually giving back. um I did like, uh, we did. We, went, we actually visited an orphanage, me and my friends, and we gave back. We brought stuff from the United States and we gave back to them. I feel like that was the, my best experience so far when I traveled because I never, like, it was, like, fulfilling. Like, it didn't feel like I was just traveling just to travel. I was feeling like, fulfilled that I was doing something and giving back to people that needed it more than me. Right. Um, that was actually my, so my last experience was my best experience, and I was like, I kind of want to keep doing, like, similar, like, missionary work. Like, that actually felt good. It didn't feel like I was just, Going to a country to act like a rich American. Yeah. And yeah, that that was probably the best. Like, um, to me, the best thing that happened was that. But I would say, like, the I could tell you about the funnest trip I ever had was Thailand, and that's a guy's trip. So if you ever (laughs) you have to go with your friends, like guy friends, because that was hilarious. It kind of reminds you of Hangover if you ever watched that. The Hangover awesome. Thailand one, that exactly the same.
0: So what happened in Thailand?
1: Crazy stuff. Like, this, <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say, like, if you did watch the movie, it's very similar stuff happened. Like, it was, like, blackout nights. It was literally just me and one buddy, too. Like, we, it, we, we didn't have a group. It was me and one buddy. Like, we went out to the red light district, went to the different strip clubs, like, um, got dancing with the strippers. And, like, on the second floor is the shemales. So... <laughs> that was actually really weird because like, I didn't know, like, of course I can't read the language. So we're just walking. And then like, I felt like somebody grabbed me and it was like a, a she-male. I was like, Oh my God. Like it was, and then they were the trans you know, transgender people were fighting in the street. It was just interesting. It, it was just like, wow. Like, this is a lot, like a lot to take in. Like, and sometimes you don't even know who's a real woman and who's not. And it's just like, wow. Like it was just like drunken nights. Like the one night that we had, we was really, really drunk at a, a bar and the, pe- and the bartender kept bringing drinks. And when you're drunk, you kind of like, don't, it's like, everything is cheap. When you're drunk, everything is cheap. It doesn't matter what it is. Like you are like, Oh yeah, a burger for a hundred dollars. Give me that burger for a hundred dollars. Like, so we, me and my friend are drunk. We don't have our credit cards nowhere. Just like patting our, I'm patting my, I'm really drunk. I, I was getting a dance by some, one of the strippers there. And I was patting my, my pants down and I like, where's my card? I look at my friend. He's over there dancing with the girl. And, like, she's he's, like, half naked over there. I'm over here. Like, what's going on? And I'm, like, I looked at my, like, where's our credit card? And he looked at me. He was, like, what? I was, like, where's our credit card? He was, like, yo, where is our credit card? Kind of found out the, like, the girls were, not the girls. I guess the girl grabbed my card when I bought paid for a drink. Never gave it back. And I just forgot. About, it was, like, three hours later. I forgot about my card. My tab was like a almost seven hundred dollars. Like
0: Jesus.
1: Yeah. Like oh, and entire money is way different. Like I can't tell you the conversion right now. I would have to do it up. But in their money, that was a lot. That's like a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> so they were just running up a tab, running, and I was just like, and eventually I snapped out of it. You know, like you ever have that drunk moment when you actually wake up and you're like, holy shit. Like I started cursing everybody. Where's my card like where where is this where is that like get off of me I was pushing girls out the way like <laughs> but like later on like I was so drunk I couldn't even I was so drunk that I couldn't even call an uber or call a taxi and I had we had to get on a tuk-tuk, um if you know what those are they're like little 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 cars that people drive like it's like look, they manually drive it and um and we had to get one of those and got back to the hotel but that night was so lit that the next morning, we were, like, 30 minutes about to miss our flight. Like, we were just, like, dragging. Everything was just, like, slow motion. Everything. Like, you can't remember the night. Like, Thailand was crazy. It's actually literally just like that movie. Like, they did a great depiction on that movie, how Thailand really is. If you're happy, if you're there with buddies and you're drinking, every girl comes up to you like, I want to buy you a drink. I'm like, you want to buy me a drink? And then you're buying dumb drinks. So, it's Oh man, that was quite. Like it's something that is you have to see to actually experience. Like you have to, you can't even listen to me and let, know what it is. It's just crazy.
0: So but, I kind of wish girls would do that in America, though.
1: <laughs> they do. They probably do. I actually don't want that to happen in America because this time they'll swipe your card and instead of being seven hundred, it'll be seven thousand. Oh no. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I actually got banned from a strip club not too long ago. Uh, probably 2016, 2017. Yeah, I got banned from. Uh, you ever hear of Lou Turks? Mm-mm. It's in Essington, so it's about you know maybe 25 minutes away from uh, northeast. I got banned from there, and uh, I got into a fight with a bouncer. So th- I was with this girl Kiana, and uh, she was grabbing people's strings. I'm like, yo, you can't do that. And um, she was taking pictures, and then the security guard was like yo, man, you can't be doing that stuff. You're going to get kicked out. I was like, yeah, no, she's not going to get kicked out because she's with me. So me and the bouncer got into a little argument and then uh, he banned me for life, supposedly.
1: Oh, man. I, was, I can't do it. I can't do strip clubs in America, I'll be honest. Like, they just, like, I only do it overseas because I want to experience, like, how different it is. And, I've like, I did a strip club in Brazil. That was crazy as well like but it is nothing like i feel like there's so much more exciting overseas compared to like i think it's because i'm not in america and i was like okay i'm not in america i act like a different person over here you know i'm a whole different person outside of america in america i got to be more professional i'm not i don't feel like going to strip club i don't want to go to no little raggedy place like with raggedy girls so it's different. So, if you do travel overseas, you do got to go to one. You do got to see how, how different that dynamic is. Like, and they treat you so well. They treat you so well. The girls treat you so well. Like, women, of course, they want your money. But it still feels good to be treated nicely. <laughs> so, like, Brazil is a good spot for a guy's trip, too. That's that's a good place for God's trip.
0: See, I feel like... I just want to travel so badly, but I just I don't know. I hate flying for some reason. Mm-hmm. Flying is like my biggest pet peeve ever. I don't know why though.
1: I mean, I, I'm not a. It's like I don't hate the process of traveling, but I like it's like a, it's like you're putting in some time being on a plane to have like a great reward when you get there. You know. I was. I hate traveling, too. Like, I hate the process of flying. I hate the process of layovers and the process of TSA and customs and all that. It's annoying. Like, I even... But I do like the airline food. I don't know why. Airplane <laughs> food is so good to me. Like, so, I think the best food I had on airplane was when I was going to uh, Thailand. I felt like I was eating, like, corner store Chinese food, but it was, like, amazing. Like, it was, like... So... But I feel you, I don't like it either. And I still I force myself to do it because I, I want the reward of when I get there, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, now how what's the furthest you traveled? How like how long was the plane?
1: Plane. I ride? think I think Thailand was the farthest. Um that was 16 hours to China, and then we had a layover in China for two hours, and I flew from China to Thailand, which was four hours and five hours. That was the longest. The second longest was Kenya. And that was like eight hours to Amsterdam and then six hours to Kenya.
0: Really? Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Hawaii is pretty far. I went to Hawaii too and that was pretty far. That was like, actually, that was like eight hours. No, it was like four hours to Texas and then like eight hours from Texas to to Hawaii.
0: See, whenever I travel, I'm always... A, that. That's the one thing I'm afraid of. Ever since I saw Malaysia, that, like, plane that disappeared many years ago, mm-hmm. I always have that fear. What if the plane fucking just, like, crashes in the ocean? And you never... And, and the ocean, like, that's even worse. That kind of... Sca- like, I love the ocean. I'll go swim in it. But, like, I don't know what's further in the
1: ocean. <laughs> right. What's underneath you. Yeah. I mean... Me, I, I, it's funny that you have that irrational fear because I have this. I think about that all the time when I'm on the plane. I was like, "What would I do if we crashed on the island again? I had to do survival mode or something like that." Like I'll think of, I'll think of stuff like that all the time. Um, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Okay. Uh, I'll think of stuff like that all the time. But if we crash in the ocean, I feel like I have a better chance of surviving in the ocean than crashing into land and half the plane exploding or something like that. So but it's funny that you say that because I think about that almost every time I'm like, damn, this might this could be the last time. You never know. Like I always think like that. I'm like, let me go say I love you to everybody. Let me text everybody. Let me see people I want to see. Cause it's always it's always a risk. I mean, flying is actually supposedly safer than driving a car though.
0: Yeah, I I I read that a lot, like I hear that a lot, but I I don't believe it because like you're 10,000 feet in the air. Like I'm looking right out my window, I can see a plane. Now, like, if you're 10,000 feet in the air and the thing crashes, what, like, there's no chance, that, there could be a chance, don't get me wrong, but what are the odds,
1: though? Yeah. As an irrational fear, I feel like a lot of people have. I have it, too, and I still force myself to do this shit because I'm just like, <laughs> like, I, like, I always think about it. I always talk to my friend every time I'm nervous I was like, look, we're surviving. If we crash, we got to survive. I always say that. And he started laughing. He's like, yo, can so you stop talking about that because one thing's going to happen. And I was like, no, it's just, it's just something that, you know, is inevitable. If it happens, it happens. Every little turbulence, you're like, oh, shit, here we go. Like, hold on, because you never know. But, I mean, I love it. It's also a thrill. It's like, to me, it's like getting on a roller coaster that it's longer than two minutes. So, like, I'm a big thrill seeker. So, right for my birthday this year, I'm hoping to um do skydiving. And I want to I, I go to Dubai to do skydiving in Dubai. And that costs like five hundred dollars and i'm just like damn that's a little investment that's a car payment for me <laughs> but at the end of the day i'm turning 30 like i'm turning 30 once and i really wanted to skydive i've done uh what is it called i don't even para, paragliding or whatever you jump off with a kite with a kite
0: parasailing
1: i think that's called parasailing yeah I, it's something but i did para, i did the one that, that you're sit you're sitting down and there's a kite above you and the boat is pulling you i did that one and then I the one that you jump off the cliff with the with the kite and you're kind of like gliding paragliding there you go yeah Something like that or hang gliding hang that's what it's called it's called hang gliding that's what it's called i did it in brazil i did that too so i've done all the major ones and i was like all right the last one is jumping off an airplane i'm gonna do it for my 30th and if i die i die like <laughs> like that's That's something I want to do. So I'm a big thrill seeker. So anything that's gonna have my heart racing, like even some of the turbulence, I'm like I like that feeling. I'm like, oh shit. Like, oh shit, I don't know what's gonna happen. I kind of like that feeling. So
0: what about um bungee jumping?
1: I would do that too. I I I wanna do that. I just want to find a really good dope spot that I feel like a lot of people don't do it at. Like I'm I'm big on like trying not to mimic what other people do or other places that people go to, like. I want to do stuff differently. Like, like the last time I went to Puerto Rico, um, I did a completely different itinerary compared to what people usually do, like being in San Juan the whole time and doing the same basic stuff. So I kind of like pride myself in being a little different, like doing different things. And I we did that with Kenya, me and my friend. Like we kind of did different stuff in Kenya compared to what other people usually do. Um. So, yeah, I would do bungee jumping. If I find a good spot to do it, I'll jump off the cliff or whatever. Like,
0: yeah, that's the thing that I'm doing, that, that I want to do, like, with my uh, YouTube channel and whatnot. Like, I want to film the stuff that I'm doing and then, like, eventually go skydiving one day, bungee jumping and whatnot. Do all that good stuff.
1: You got to do it while you're young now because you never know. Life could change in an instant. All of a sudden, you got responsibilities and kids and a wife, and I'm just like, I want to get everything out the way now, right? like, <laughs> while I can.
0: Would you ever go to Finland?
1: I would go anywhere. And I would – I, I want to go – I do want to – I would want to go over. there. I actually want to go to Ireland. That's one of my top spots that I do want to go. I feel like that would be a good culture shock for me. I'd probably be a little bit darker than half the people there. So it would be interesting. I, I'm, like, excited. I'll, I have family members, but not – yeah, I got my nieces half Irish, Um, and my nieces and nephew are half Irish. So, like, I think it's interesting. I kind of want them to go with me too so they can experience it. Since it's in their culture. So that's something I want to do. Finland, I would do too. I, anything, honestly, I want to go everywhere. I know I'm, I know, life is going to change eventually. So I got to try to get anything I can get out now. I also like traveling through COVID. I feel like a lot of people slept on it. It was like, oh, no, don't travel. We're going to spread it. It's been so easy to travel. Like, not easy as in the sense like the restrictions is more like there's not a lot of people anymore. Now there's like no tourism. Like there was no tourism in certain places. the The planes was empty. Like when I went to Kenya, I was laid out on a whole row on the on the flight. Just I pulled all the little the armrest up, and I was sleep on the whole the whole row by myself. Like that shit is amazing. It's gonna come back, and I'm gonna be annoyed, and then I'm not gonna want to (laughs) travel.
0: See, that's I feel like that's good though, because like right now, COVID nineteen, there's very like. Let's say the plane holds, like, 100 people. Now there's, like, maybe 25 people on the plane. And you have the freedom to do really whatever you want. You can even bump yourself up to first class if you want. Mm-hmm. For free. Yeah, for free. Yeah. This is itchy. But well,
1: flights are cheaper. I mean, they're starting to skyrocket now because everything's coming back. Because now since the vaccine is out now, they want to, like, boost up the prices for the flights. So, uh I'm not excited for that. I'm actually not excited for anything. That's like I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm probably one of the only few that was very happy with the lockdown and the quarantine, and I was living a great life. Of course, I was upset that a lot of people were dying and you know people were affected. But when it came to my personal life, it was like very smooth. Like
0: now, did you work? Were you like working remotely from home during the mm -hmm. whole lockdown?
1: Yeah, I'm still working remotely. Like I'm still working remotely until. Um, I don't know until they decide to say you must take the vaccine to come back in office, and then I'm gonna say no. Like (laughs) I'm not doing that. You're gonna have to leave me working from home until you know everything calms down because I'm not gonna do that. So they were talking about in September they'll bring us try to slowly bring us back, and I'm not excited for that.
0: Like September 2021,
1: or yeah, this September coming. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'm definitely not excited for that. It's not something I want to do.
0: So what? How like for your job? How did it affect like being quarantined? When was like the last day you were in office?
1: March, I think it was actually like uh, March. Actually, the I had I, I was in Egypt last year, and then as soon as I got back, March third. So it was like a week after that. So like a week after March third. So it was probably like the 13th, 14th. It was, like, my last day in office. Really? Yeah, and then that's it. I don't remember. Like, after that, it was, like, they cut my hours. They they gave me – I went from 40 to 32 hours. Uh, so, I had to, like, start saving money a little bit, Um, put some of my, like, big bills on pause, like, you know, from the government says they're, they were helping you put bills on pause for a little bit. And I was able to save money, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm ready to travel. So, my first trip after – the lockdown was Puerto Rico and I went with a, a couple girls and that was cool. And then after that, I got the bug, like, I like, all right, I'm going to go to Mexico. I went to Mexico and I went to uh, Arizona and then I went to Miami. And then I went to, after that I went to Brazil, but before Brazil, I went to Panama on a layover. I had a 24 hour layover in Panama. So I went Panama, explore Panama, came back, went to Brazil, then went to Costa Rica. Like I, After I went on an initial trip last July, like, I gave it a couple months, like, COVID months. I was, like, from March to July, I didn't go anywhere. So, I'm going to do the same thing, actually, this year. From, like, March to maybe August, I'm not going to go anywhere. So, right now, I'm on pause. Like, I think I'm going to be on pause for a while. I might go to New York. I might do some local stuff. But um, I'm trying to go to Africa again in uh, August. So, but, yeah, March was the last day, um, the last normal day for work. And that's about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's – I think March 21st was a Sunday. I got I got a call saying that, like, I got laid off. I got a text message, actually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, basically, I was laid off from March 21st to about the week after the election. Damn. So I came back to work, but I was working at a different job. So, my job's not going to let anybody back because they're scared of a second wave, which – we're already a year into this and I'm, I'm going to knock on wood. We haven't really had a second wave at all. It's just, mm-hmm. more, you know, everything's a lot less strict than it was. So now I'm working at a, another job where I'm making more money than I did at my last job. And I moved into a new place. So that's closer to home. So, you
1: know, I feel like some, I know a lot of people look down on what happened and stuff, but like, there's some things that happen that are like low key blessings. Like, like it actually probably gave you more time to work on your craft as well and that's how I feel it gave me more time to like unwind and think more of what I want in life and like explore new things like just mentally just for yourself like because sometimes work is so overbearing and I can you kind of feel like a slave to wherever you at like all you do is work sleep eat shit go home like it was nothing there was nothing to be in between and then like, I was taking less trips. Last year, I t- actually, the year 2019, I took a lot of trips, and my my job paid for two of them, um, because it was a work-related trip. So, that's why I took a lot of trips. But if it wasn't for COVID, like, happening, I don't think I would have had the freedom that I have now to even just explore some of these countries right now. Like, so, it's a, I feel like it was a blessing. Like, a lot of things that happened t- towards me, and it seems like even, you know, you got laid off, like you got to work on your stuff even more like follow your passion
0: three days a week
1: exactly it's crazy because a lot of time we'll put a lot of hours into work or like into our paycheck our job that our jobs and stuff and we don't put a lot of hours into what we love because we feel like we don't have the time and by the time we get out of work we're already mentally drained and we don't even want to work yeah so
0: i feel that completely
1: it slowed us down. That's what it did. It slowed. It slowed the world down. Now everything was slower, and you you kind of got the time to like look at what you want and do. So
0: there was um there was something I read saying that like I think it was in London they work four days a week and get three day weekends, and I'm thinking I would love that.
1: Hmm, that's true. They do. Um, I, I actually I don't know if maybe we saw it in the same thing. I actually saw it on like a show that I was watching on TV and a guy went to go visit the somewhere in, in London or in somewhere in Europe. And he was like, they have like to normal holidays. They'll get like five days a month of holiday or something like that. And they the the food for the kids in their schools are like amazing. And like, it was just like, what I'm about to move. <laughs> How do they work? They only work four days a week. They have like a two hour lunch break or something like that. I'm just like, yo, this is no way. This is, like, how other places in the world, and they make it seem like America is so amazing. Like, other countries got it figured out. Canada, Canada got it figured out, too. Yeah. like
0: I was talking about this with my wife. I was, like, our fiance, soon soon-to-be wife. Anyways, we were saying something, like, everywhere, at like, uh, England and Canada and, like, probably in other places of the world, New Zealand, they have COVID figured out. You know it's gone, nobody has it anymore. Their cases are slowly going away. We did everything in America half assed, and I don't know if it was just because of like you know the guys in office or if it was just people didn't give a fuck. But I mean, mm-hmm. everywhere else, COVID 19 is pretty much slowly going away except for America, and everyone says America is so great. But if you look over there, we got New Zealand, Canada, England you know they're all
1: beating us and they're doing it without a vaccine yeah kind of kind of weird like uh now it, it makes you question things like you start thinking you start thinking about conspiracy like like how are they doing it like without a vaccine everybody's getting better and we're still in this shithole so i don't know i don't know
0: are you a conspiracy theorist
1: I have my times. I have my times that I'm like a realist and then I have my days that I wake up like life is a conspiracy. Like, I I have my days. Like, there's some days I'm on Earth and there's some days I'm not on Earth. Like,
0: What's the craziest conspiracy that you could think of?
1: That's a tough question. Like, uh, like, with the, I could tell you when I had with COVID at least because I feel like it's more recent. I felt, at one point, I was thinking like, um, very biblically, because I grew up in like a Christian household, and I was like, yo, like everything, all this stuff was in the Bible. And then I was like, oh my god, like they're gonna give us a vaccine. This was before the vaccine was talked about too. Like, they're gonna give us a vaccine, and they're gonna be able to track us. Like, and when they once they track us, like uh, we'll be controlled by the government, which we're already getting controlled by the government. Like, I was just going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> like, I'm not coming out. Like, they're tracking me. Like, I was, like, it was for, like, a week. I was just, like, going crazy. And that was, like, in the beginning of the pandemic, like, when we had to fully be on lockdown. I was going down the rabbit hole with that. Like, I still don't trust the vaccine. I still don't trust the government. So, I live with it because at the end of the day, I can't do nothing about it. So, I don't think that deep into conspiracies when it comes to the vaccine anymore. I kind of, like, loosened up with it. Like, I'm just like, Okay. But I still do think that they're forcing it upon everybody. There was actually um, me and my mom are laughing really, really hard about this. They sent like a notification out saying, oh, now people who are vaccinated could be around other vaccinated people without masks. They said that. And I was just cracking up. And I'm just like, is that supposed to make us want to go take the vaccine? We've been around people without masks. Like,
0: oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I was like, OK, so y'all telling this us this because what? like it was just weird I, that was like my only conspiracy was with like the government like the bible saying the mark of the beast and stuff like i was like oh my god we are going through hell right now like
0: so this is what my mom was saying um in the summertime and i'm like mom it's not gonna happen you gotta calm down like you know she was like well if you read the bible i'm like i don't care about the bible at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, like i went to church and stuff so i know the whole like you know everything about the bible but i'm like mom you can't like go off of what the bible's saying right like well this is happening that's happening i'm like but you got to calm down with that i was like we've had stuff like this happen before not the pandemic but we've had protests and riots and stuff and i'm like you got to like look at the bright side because it's going to get better eventually
1: eventually yeah the thing that happened with that like what your mom was talking about and and my dad was on the same type time. Like he was constantly saying the same stuff to me and he still does. But it's just like, it was just strange. That's why I, I started thinking about conspiracy because it was so strange how much, how much everything related to each other. And I was like, all oh, right, this is getting freaky. Like, cause what if this is actually what it is? Like, of course we had uh, the Spanish flu pandemic and that didn't go away for a couple years. So mm-hmm. I don't expect this to go away for a couple of years either. Like I don't expect it to go away. We're going to be walking in bubbles forever, like for a while actually. Like, everything is going to be super, like, oh, hands, hands tied to here. At the end of the day, our bodies, we need germs. We need germs to, like, fight stuff off. If we don't get no germs and we're walking around like a little sanitary puppet all the time, we're not going to be able to, like, fight our own battles. Like, we're going to be getting sicker. We're going to be in the doctors, giving the doctors more money, more surgeries, more this, more that. Like, the sicker you are, the more money people make. Right. The hospital is a big, and you know, big money industry. Like, they need us to get sick. They're still making bank. They're making bank right now with everything. Oh yeah. See, but, I,
0: I I saw something on YouTube. It was like right the first week I was unemployed, and basically it was a doctor saying that people who have COVID nineteen, like that they're not like doing well on ventilators. They're killing them. They're not mm-hmm. helping them. And I'm thinking, holy shit. And my mom works in the healthcare field, so I'm like, I called her up real quick. I'm like, yo, I was like, right. I was like, can you call me on your cell phone? She's like yeah so i called her i'm like are you guys killing people she's like what do you mean i was like well i just saw something on youtube which i don't really believe everything off the internet but if it was real or not like the person played it off really well i'm like our doc she does she's not a doctor but she works like the surgery like scheduled surgeries but anyways i was like do you know doctors if doctors are killing people she was like look she was like doctors aren't killing people it's just something you saw on the internet i'm like what how do you know that though like, you're not a doctor. Yeah. You just work with, you know, scheduling and stuff.
1: They can easily slip. They could easily kill anybody with, uh, they, without people knowing. Without people knowing, they can easily kill somebody. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I did believe at one point in the beginning, I did believe what you, what you said right now, I did believe that, like, when there was older people and they were getting sick, I did, I did believe that, like, they were just saying, you know what, they're old. Let's focus on the younger people. Let's Knock them off right now because at the end of the day, they already lived their life. I feel like that was going on in the beginning. Um, because remember, at one point, everybody said, like, Oh, this is an old person disease. Remember that? Like, it was yeah. like a there's an old person disease, like a, a sickness. Nobody else is gonna get it. All of a sudden, um, this NBA player got it, Rudy Gobert got it, and then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, this is a young person disease now. Everybody's crazy, like, Oh, shit, we're all gonna die. Like, but um, you know, i i did see, i think i did see the same youtube you saw in the same video and i did think it possibly could have happened in these smaller towns where they didn't have the capacity to like keep bringing people in it's like it's like uh what is it called survival of the fittest like yeah gotta knock some people off to survive
0: yeah i had a um friend they had these like metal like crates that they would like store like you know they would store like all this other shit in. That was in second um, morgue for people. And my friend just posted this picture on his uh photo- on a uh, Snapchat the uh, the other day saying, like, I can't believe this was a second morgue a few months ago. And it's kind of eerie to think, like all these people died and they have nowhere to put them in the morgue because the morgue's like filling up like, lot, like I can't even think of a good analogy, but in any event, they're putting them in crates. Like right. imagine like just seeing that as a doctor or as like a healthcare worker. That's just like eerie as shit to think about. Right. I don't know, man. I'll tell you, like this whole you could really unravel the whole COVID nineteen and like make it like something crazy. Like I yeah. already have I already have a script for the, for a movie I'm working on about COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I feel like. Did you see the movie that they came out with?
0: Uh, is that the one where it was just like COVID, like where they said it was like COVID 23 or something like yeah, that? Yeah. I saw the trailer. I thought that yeah. was pretty uh, interesting.
1: It looked, I thought it was going to be good. It was kind of corny. Like I thought it was going to be good, but I did watch it. I, I paid to watch it on TV. I'm like, uh eh. But I feel like, do you remember like when COVID first started and like Netflix started throwing out all like the disease movies? Yeah, like,
0: I remember that.
1: And they're like, yo, why would it's like they were trying to put like fear in us? Like the media was constantly trying to put fear in people. Fear, 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 fear. And then I don't know. I feel like people just they're over it now, though. I feel like people are over. It. Like, listen, I don't care no more. Like, if it's gonna take me, it's gonna take me. Like, yeah. I'm I, I never caught COVID. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm surprised I never caught it. Um, and I got tested so many times, like, and I've traveled so many places. And when I went to Brazil and I came back, um, uh, it was what, eight people, six people came back with COVID from Brazil. <laughs> and I was like, one. and even my roommate had COVID and we lived in the same house. And I'm just like, I don't have COVID. I wanted to got tested. I, I came back negative. I'm like, what the hell? Like I was surprised. I mean, it takes who, you know, people contract it who they not want to contract. If you're not healthy, you're not taking care of yourself. Man.
0: Yeah, no, I feel that completely. What I was I about to say? It, but that's the whole thing with the media, though. The media will scare you. And they're still continuing to scare people. And that's why I don't want to do, like, news. Like, I, I hate the news. I don't watch it anymore. I, I, ever since April, I stopped watching it. I just would hear, like, stories about the news on the radio. All right. And that's why I like doing like what I'm doing right now, because like I have no rules. I don't have to be like pressured into talking about what I want to talk about. And if I ever get like a gig where I like work on the news, I want to talk about what I want to talk about. Like, fuck mm-hmm. news stories. We don't need reporters to tell me what I want to talk about. I want to mm-hmm. talk about what makes my life happy and why I'm doing what I'm why I'm doing what I'm doing to make me happy. All right. That's how I'm going to change the news, or that's how I want to change the news because, like, you can't just go around reporting like negative stuff. Like, five people got shot today. We're going to go talk to the victims, the, the families of the uh, victims, or whatever. I yeah. don't want to talk about that. It's too negative. It's yeah. Uh-huh. Not healthy for people.
1: Yeah, I agree. My mom said the same thing. She says she don't even watch the news because she just doesn't want the negativity in her life. Like, but they want it to be negative. That like, I feel like the media wants us to, I, I don't believe in this. Like, I want you to have a positive outlook. I don't think the media wants it. They want us to have, be miserable, die, kill us off. Like, it's popula- Like at, at one point, my conspiracy theory was population control. Like, all this is about population control. So I was just like, but cause the media was always saying, for instance, actually, I just saw something the other day saying, oh with the vaccines um being you know given out even more covid cases are still rising how <laughs> like you're confusing me like what are you trying like so that's what i was saying I, I agree with you i'm not gonna i don't even watch the news either like i'll get notifications on my phone and that, even those piss me off like apple apple news if you keep swiping to the left and you read little articles on the left i'm like oh man i don't want to read none of that shit like
0: There's so many things with COVID-19 like they say like, oh, it's not on um, railings anymore. So you could touch a railing and you'll be fine. Or and then they said, oh, it's on railings now. So you shouldn't be touching gas pumps or anything. And I'm thinking like, all right, make up your mind.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And and I do find it kind of funny, though, the CDC did like post uh, post an article about like ways to survive a zombie apocalypse. And I don't know why they did that. I feel like they know something that's going to happen.
1: Of course. that And that's something like you see there, you just brought up a conspiracy right there. Like, I do think something bigger might happen. I do think that. So I will prepare for the worst. I don't trust anything that's going on right now. Like, I do feel like people could still get sick, even worse than where they are. And maybe like this weird, sick, like not uh, actual zombie, like a sick, like delusional, like type of state of mind, like a crazy type person that that could actually happen like and you ever seen like on the news like somebody off drugs and they're like superhuman for a second like they're just not and they're still running like that could possibly happen like you never know if this vaccine like mutates to something by accident i'm not saying that i'm not saying that everything is done on purpose but like if something goes wrong and all of a sudden like life is again that's why i'm actually so into traveling like in now compared to like I was, like, a couple years ago, like, I, I'm more, like, adamant, like, I want to do this, I want to do that because COVID should have made people realize that we don't have a lot of time on this earth.
0: Right. Like, Imagine, that's, like, the best plot twist ever, like, shit just, like, hits the fan and, like, people mutate into, like, something, like, crazy. I could just see that happening. Uh, There was a dream my fiance had, like, a couple years ago. She was just, like, I had a dream that somebody got, like, really fucked up from bath salts and there was a zombie apocalypse happening and everybody who like was in contact with that guy just turned into a fucking superhuman psychopath and they just started killing everybody she was like i could have made this a whole movie because it was a whole movie in her head and i'm thinking like they probably like they probably did that with covid like i was told that like covid was made in a um in a lab in china Mm -hmm. they literally like brought it out to the world it got released and now like you know, that's what they're claiming it to be, like, some superhuman, like, some superhuman, like, mutation that could, like, kill everybody in a matter of seconds.
1: Uh, listen, I don't put it, like you said, I don't put it fast, like, uh, I'm just preparing for it. Prepare for it now. Make your money, be with your loved ones, and do what you got to do. Spend your money, because money doesn't go to the grave with you. Yeah.
0: And Just do but,
1: what you got to
0: do. You believe in ghosts?
1: Yeah, that's something I believe in. I feel like I've witnessed paranormal stuff and I've been through stuff and a lot of it happened in my life, that I believe in, so.
0: What is the craziest thing that's ever happened to you, paranormal-wise?
1: Oh, I've seen my grandfather appear to me when I was younger. Um, He had passed and I was outside playing basketball. My dad's a truck driver, so he was never home and I was really attached to my father. So one day... uh, Anyway, it was me and my mom at the house. It was just me and her. And I was outside shooting the ho- shooting hoops by myself. And I was, like, crying because I was, like, I haven't seen my dad in, like, weeks. Like, and I'm, uh, like I said, I was attached to my dad. And then I seen my grandfather's shadow, like, uh, like an apparition of him. And he appeared to me. And I, like, got so spooked. And I, like, ran in the house. And I was screaming. And I told my mom, well, two minutes later, I swear to God, I'm sitting there crying. And my mom's, like, with my mom. And my dad walks in. Like, I'm just like yo, I was shook, I was shook, like, and that was actually like now that I'm older, I kind of look at it as like okay, he was just trying to let me know that stop being upset, blah blah blah, and that your father's gonna be here in a couple minutes, basically. Yeah. Um, that was like I guess a good story, and then I had a bad one. It was like and also in the same house. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the night and I heard my sister screaming. She's my older sister. She was screaming in the bedroom and I didn't know what was going on. Her door was locked. So she was like, like after she stopped screaming, all I could hear was like a choking. "Eh, eh, eh." And she was, uh, she, I guess to her knowledge, she was getting choked by something and she would, she heard laugh. I heard the laughs too. Like I heard like people laughing and, um, Eventually she was able to breathe and she opened the door and my mom came running the room and she, my mom started blessing the room, like putting holy water everywhere. And then my uh the pastor came to the house and blessed the house as well. So those are like two things that I remember like growing up that actually happened. So
0: Yeah, that's fucking nuts, man. See, my um so in my house, my this didn't happen when I was around, but my sister she was four years older than me we had this like door and my sister was sitting right next to it it fell right next to my sister and then i i can't remember what else happened but like a lot of like weird shit was happening to my family uh whenever my aunt would come over and like watch my sister and i she said there was always somebody upstairs watching her and Mm -hmm. there's nobody in the house um so my mom got like a priest and he like you know staged the house and the set and third But this year I started doing a lot of ghost hunting and I would go to cemeteries with my friends. Like we would just go and like ghost hunt there. I did a seance in my house and it was actually really weird on, um, it was like the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, I did a seance in the bathroom and I kid you not, like during the whole seance, like I feel like a heavy presence during myself. On my door, we heard a like my uh, nephew and I heard a little knock on the door like that. You probably can't hear that, but yeah, I heard. But um, in any event, I was like, "All right, fuck this, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore." But I like the feeling of ghost hunting. I like the adrenaline rush because you never know what's out there, and I just want to see if I can capture something.
1: Yeah, I was. At, it's funny that you mentioned that. I when I was younger, I was really into that. I'm actually still into that. Like, um, I will actually watch uh the Haunted on. I, I'm probably the only weirdo that subscribes to discover TV. Nobody else probably just subscribes to that on my fire stick. So I subscribe to it and I watch like a lot of haunting stuff, right. but um, I feel with like my family, my lineage, um, Puerto Rican people have like a, a huge like African spiritual religious thing that goes on because we're mixed, you know, we're a mix of a mixed race. So growing up, some of my family was Christian. Some of my family was Santerian and they dealt with like a lot of like voodoo and stuff. So the spirit world is really like connected to like my family and little things that happen here and there and like possessions and stuff like that. So like I do, like my mom said when like a tradition in Puerto Rico was like to bless the kid with like a spiritual, like uh what is it called? Like a ritual that you'll have a ritual with your child when he's born. And of course me and my sister both had that done to us. And we're kind of like, how, how would you say it, like, very sensitive to, like, paranormal stuff, like, feeling spirits and seeing spirits and stuff like that, so sometimes I wish it wasn't true, because sometimes that shit is, like, too much. It's overwhelming. And also, if you're an empathetic person, you're, that's horrible for you. Like, you just feel everything. Yeah. So... But I, I do see why you like it, though, because know, I'll get interested in it and some days I'm like, okay, this is too much for me. Or then you ever be watching something that so you're watching a paranormal show on TV and all of a sudden it's quiet and all of a sudden you start hearing shit. You're like, oh shit. Like, like hold up. I, I just heard noise. I just saw this move or whatever.
0: Yeah, probably um, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be doing like something with like, once I'm done, like I'm filming a scripted series right now, like a whole vlog style series. And like, three four weeks down the line i'm going to start like going to continue to do more ghost hunting and exploring and stuff very soon
1: you should do that you should go you should really get on a plane and go to new orleans
0: new orleans yeah mardi gras
1: yeah fuck mardi gras and go like you're gonna do some ghost hunting and you'll be there you go that'll be your mardi gras you'll probably see some ghost titties or something (laughs) (laughs) because like that's, like, a really, like, spiritual place, and it's kind of, like, scary, like, at night, and you could do ghost tours and everything, and I think you'll have a blast, like, doing some ghost hunting over there.
0: I would love to do that.
1: Plantations, like, old slave plantations, all that stuff, they're really haunted.
0: What about uh, haunted prisons?
1: Uh, have you done uh, Eastern State?
0: I was in Eastern State uh, years ago, probably 20, 2015, yeah, I was in Eastern State on Halloween, that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I did that on Halloween, but there's also, you can do a night tour, and you could do a daytime tour, and I feel like you would like the nighttime tour, like, without, it's not like a Halloween special, you could just go, and you'll, um, they'll tour you around where Al Capone was, and certain spirits, you know, they say it's really haunted there, so.
0: You ever been to uh, Penhurst Asylum?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm big on, my birthday's on October 22nd, so I'm big on anything scary and Halloween-like, so everywhere all those haunted places i've been to
0: so i went to penhurst um when the pope came to town when the pope came to philly mm-hmm. and that was fun because like we're going down 476 my buddy and i and there's no traffic so in any event we went to penhurst and we did the uh, all the attractions and we did this thing called like ghost tour or ghost hunt or whatever it was and it's where you go take pictures with a bunch of people and um uh, what I kid you not, on our way home, it was in the middle of October. The windows are down. You know, we're kind of hot. A sprinkler shoots in my car and splashes my friend. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what are you doing? He was like, that wasn't me. And there's no water in the car. So we go, we turn around and we're looking and there's no water, no sprinkler anywhere to be found. So water just splashes on them. And then that night I couldn't sleep. I was, like, really petrified for some reason. I slept with the TV on, the lights on. I was like, this is kind of scary,
1: like, you know. That That's weird. So, it, you said it was, like, a sprinkler, like, went through the window?
0: Yeah, like, the windows were down. But it was in the middle of October, and, like, it's freezing in the middle of October. You know what I mean?
1: That's crazy, yo.
0: So, it's just, like, what, what was, like, what happened? And the best part about that was... So in 2018, I started doing more seances with YouTube and stuff. I kid you not, there was like this picture that would always shake back and forth. And when I caught that on film, I was like, what the fuck happened here? It's just like, it's nuts, the shit that I see, like that I've
1: experienced in my life. The thing, like, I feel like a lot of every, a lot of people that are sensitive to it, experience it if they are aware, you know, if they're paying attention. If you're paying attention to it, you could, you would see things or you could feel things. If you're not paying attention to it, you're not going to like really tell what's going on. But if you're like really nervous surroundings, like it's a lot of shit that like, it's definitely in the spiritual world, there's definitely like life after death. Like there's lots of things. Like I've seen so many things growing up and like even now, like with people who have like passed, like I remember, so I have um a deceased brother and he passed away in uh 2008. After that day, after the week that he passed, like I was seeing so many demonic things. Like, and it could have been me going crazy, but I would like see people like laughing at me, like random people laughing at me, but it, they weren't like nobody was laughing at me. It was like nobody there, but I was seeing things like constantly, like people smiling at me and laughing, laughing at me in like an evil way. And I thought I was going crazy, but I had to go like see a shrink and everything because I was literally seeing things like i couldn't eat i wasn't hungry like i was just losing weight it was just like i feel like that was like i feel like i was uh possessed like i was haunted at all times during that time for like a week
0: see that's that's crazy though because like i know a lot of people who like i had a friend who said i want to sell my soul to the devil Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay well what are the ramifications of selling your soul he said well you have to haunt somebody so like basically like I sell my soul to the devil. Once I die, I'm a demon. I have to go and haunt you and your family. So I'm thinking like, that could have been what happened. Mm-hmm. But your brother, he probably didn't sell his soul to the devil, but there was something, some force that could have happened that could have brought that demon and had had it happen to you.
1: So, um yeah, like, I hate talking about this, but like the way um, he passed, he had committed suicide. So that's already like. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's already like a a, you know, a bad way like to die. It wasn't some natural death for no natural cause. It was like something that was like abrupt, sudden. Like and you know, and you grew up, you grew up in the church, so like biblically, like that's like that's the one of the biggest sins or whatever. So that could have like literally brought like like a lot of bad spirits towards our family and stuff. And we saw like, before his death, a whole bunch of crows were on our deck in our house. A whole bunch of crows before it even happened and my mom was like oh my god somebody's gonna die and two days later it was my brother
0: wow yeah was now was that a traumatic time in your life
1: yeah that was like my most traumatic time in my life like probably ever ever i think that was like the most and i think since i was going through all that trauma mentally i might have been going crazy but i didn't feel like i was going crazy it was just like I kept seeing things like I was just like open to the spirit world, like really, really open. Everything was like sensitive. I was sensitive to everything. Like I was seeing spirits. I was seeing demonic stuff. I felt like, it's funny that you said sell your soul to the devil. For some reason, when I was younger, I kept wanting to say that. And my mom was like, you have to stop wanting to say that. I'm like, I don't know. It was something in the tip of my tongue making me want to say that when I was younger. Um, so it was, it was weird that you brought that up because I always want to have wanting to say that when I was younger. My mom was like, you have to pray, say, like, five hour fathers. You know how it is to grow up in a church. Like, say this, you know, do this, do that, get to her, pray every night. I had to literally sleep. When I was younger, I had to sleep between my parents because I was always scared to sleep by myself because of, like, what I would see and what I feel. So I think, like, the sensitivity, like, that I had been when I was younger. You know, when you get older, it kind of dies down because you start distracting yourself with life. And then when my brother did pass and commission with her, then it was like. Everything came back like rushing, like every all my sensitivity came back rushing because my emotions were so heightened because of the situation and demons, they feed off of fear and emotions. So I think that's exactly what happened. It might have been exactly what you said to I, I could have been so sensitive. I was an easy target.
0: Yeah, man, that's crazy. Uh, sorry to hear about your brother, by the way. Thank you. you were 18 at the time. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, that okay because my, my sister's around your age too, so
1: you know. Yeah, that that is crazy because I'm an adult, so it's not like it didn't affect me. Like I was about to be, I was 17, about to be 18, um, and it's just like you know when you're young, when you're a kid, it's kind of you could get over shit, but when you're like an adult already, you basically you're almost an adult. You're about to be 18. You're like everything just like smacks you in the face. You don't want to go to school. You don't want to do anything.
0: So. I felt the same way when my grandmother passed. I was. She died in 2014, so I was just in college. I would drink all the time. I just hated every little thing about it because, like, I I grew up around my grandmother when I was a kid. So, basically, I lived with my mom and dad, like, through school and stuff. And then I have a summer house in the Poconos. My parents would say, all right, you know, I had a – well, my dad – I had a summer up at my summer house. You should go spend it with your grandmother. So, my sister and I did for all, you know, all summer. Well, once she, you know, we got started getting older, we would spend two weeks to a week and then she died from cancer. And, you know, that shit just really like put me like down. And like the fact of the matter is I saw her get zipped up into a body bag, which was because she died in the house. That was one of the worst things that you could ever see at the age of 19. I was like 1920 and I missed work for a week, which is fucked up.
1: Yeah, like I feel like those are like the, those are the easiest gateways when you're feeling that uh, what's it called, vulnerable, and I like vulnerable at the time, like the easiest gateways for you to experience something crazier than what you're actually going through in reality. Like,
0: yeah, it's just fucking crazy, man.
1: But- Sorry to hear about your grandma. I I, I could relate, but I mean, I, not relate in the death part, but my my mom and my sister both uh are in remission from cancer. My mom had it twice. My sister had it once. So it's not something that it could take you. And guess what? They didn't, come no vac- they didn't come with no vaccine for that. No. Nope. I
0: had a, I had a lump on my head when I was a junior in high school.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I thought I got it from wrestling. So when I went to the dermatologist, they took, like, a little chunk out, and it was pre-cancer cells. And I'm thinking, holy fuck. I was 16. I didn't even turn 17 yet. I'm, like, thinking – I'm gonna die like that's how bad I did and I was 17 yeah I was 17 when that happened and like that was a big scare for me because like I'm thinking like you know what I'm 17 I'm gonna I'm not gonna die I'm too young for that and then when that hit me I was like holy shit right but luckily we got it cut out before it could have gotten worse but you know Mm -hmm. I have fair skin I'm a ginger so like yeah it could happen like I can get skin cancer any minute like I could be out in the sun and get it right away
1: Right. So it's just nuts. That, that's, that's luckily for me, that's one problem I wouldn't have. Cause like I'm a little fair I'm a little darker than you, so I the sun is like, uh, I don't get I don't get worried about something. I'll barely put sunblock on. But I'll get burned up though. Like, trust me, this year was one of them years I was like, Oh, I went to Puerto Rico and I, and I went to a different island in Puerto Rico there's multiple islands that people don't really know about. And I went to the island, it was like hundred degrees, and I came back and my skin was like done. Like, I have stains on my skin now, and I, got, I feel like I'm getting nervous because of, like, the heat in Africa, too. But.
0: How hot is it in Africa, by the way? It's actually not that
1: hot. That's crazy. You know, like, I was like, I thought it was going to be a beam, and I thought it was going to be, like, a 1,000 degrees because on the, you know, when you watch TV and you just think the African heat and you think it's a whole bunch of, like, people that are poor and starving. Like, you just think, like, the media just makes it look like it's shit. It's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not that hot it was like 90 degrees i actually had in the caribbean It's actually i had a worse heat in the caribbean like i feel like when i was in puerto rico the heat felt, it felt like 105 degrees when we were at the beach my skin was like boiling but in africa my skin didn't feel like that so um no it wasn't that hot like it's doable it was like 80 the highest actually the highest day was 88
0: really yeah that's not too bad I love the heat. I love the heat with the passion. That's why I hate being such fair skin because like I need to be outside in the heat. Like I hate the cold. I was born in January. So you would figure, you know, I love the cold. No, I was born. I tell myself this all the time. I was born in the wrong generation. I was born <laughs> in the wrong month. I was born to do something crazier than what I'm doing now. All right. And, and like the way with the generation thing works. I hate the generation we're living in. I really do. Cuz a lot of people our age like things get taken so literal. And it's just like I grew up I uh, let's see, I graduated 2013. I was friends with everybody. And like it's just I don't know. I feel like the, I feel like I wish I would have grew up in a in the 90s where things were like a little bit better back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how I feel.
1: So when when's your birthday? January what?
0: Uh, thirteenth. What year? Ninety
1: five. Ninety five. I was born ninety one. I don't know. Like, I, I do feel like things were a little, little more um easier to get away with at, during the nineties. Now everybody's so sensitive to everybody. Actually, so sensitive to everything. Like, you can't. You have to watch literally everything you say out your mouth. Like, and they take it literal. Oh, and you're sitting here in lawsuits because of something like so i mean now that's why i stay out the way i literally i i, I actually made a video um actually this is actually pretty pretty much along the line. i made a video on tiktok of me like eating a chocolate bar and, you know i date black women so i was like saying like basically i was somebody took my tiktok video and put it in their video and they were saying that I was a fetish, like I was fetishing over like black women and we need to stop doing this and doing that. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God, like this world is like so like nitpicky, like intrusive, choosy, like and it actually pissed me off really bad. But it was only for like a day because I only get mad for like 24 hours. And I was like, you know, what? I don't care no more because everything is media, everything. We can't put our phones down. Everything is like we're disconnected from people, like people to people like, um. Like communication that does barely happens anymore. Like we don't like to be in front of people. Um, it, I don't know. I did like the night. I, I missed these when you had to like sit there and like meet up with somebody instead of text somebody. Oh yeah. Like, and now it's not like that. Like people don't have physical touch. That's why like a lot of relationships don't last. That's why weddings don't happen anymore and marriages break up because everything is so easy. Everything is so accessible. I am, I might have the love of my life today and I could get another her tomorrow easily. And, and people that's how you know everybody uh what do you call expendable this right. gender everybody's expendable everybody's replaceable so do you,
0: do you believe that cell phones ruin people's lives
1: i do i believe i believe cell phone i feel like technology is hindering us from developing as people mentally
0: that's how I, that's what i hate about this world you can't like everyone's on their phone so we have a rule in my in my house so it's like all right, we're going to watch a movie. Let's lock our phones in the room for a two, three-hour movie. Let's get like completely like away from social media, text messages, whatever. We'll answer the phones when the movie is over. That's our rule. And I'm like, that's a great fucking rule because a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people, they're at dinner. I was at dinner the other night. I saw two people texting like this on their phone. As a couple, I'm like thinking, is that a relationship or is that just like a yeah, you, friends with benefits
1: like what the f- like me i do the same shit if i'm on a date like with my girl or whatever like I, I actually like analyze other couples because i want to see like how happy are they really are they is this is for show because a lot of people get together because they can't be alone they don't like the idea of being alone and that's the thing the only way you could function in a relationship if you had an alone time alone period you know being single you need to be single to be in a great relationship eventually like, you can't just be in a relationship for your whole life. Now, a lot of people are – they rely on other people, and that's why people get in a relationship. And all of a sudden, you see them, like you said, at restaurants, on their phone, not communicating, not actually, like, paying attention to each other, not having a real conversation. And then they break up, and then they start the cycle over. Yeah. What, what a new person.
0: <laughs> it's just – i just want to do that one day i want to like do a podcast like have my phone out and like talk to these people like hey yo i'm doing a podcast i want to talk to you guys about like your relationship personally Mm -hmm. i would like to ask something about the phone and stuff like do you guys have a rule like a set of rules when you're out to dinner like and whatnot i would just love to analyze like people i feel like i should have been like a therapist of some
1: sort that'd be a good that'd be a very good uh actually just like combine like do little interviews with like two-minute interviews or three-minute interview with random people and then combine into a podcast, because that would be actually a really good topic. Like, actually, just go around asking people, name quick, and in 60 seconds, name five things you love about your person that you're with. And they're going to actually not have it. They're going to be, like, starstruck. Like, uh, 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 she's cute. Or she'll be like, oh, she's attractive. Literally, going to be the first thing that'll come out of them all. Because a lot of people, our generation, we don't take the time in depth to, like, figure people out. We look at people uh, for their exterior. Like, yeah, they look good. They got a nice body. I love her. I want to have sex with her. And that's it. Like, it's not like we're not in depth and trying to figure people out. We want to be with a good looking person so it could look good for other people. Because that's social media. That's our phones. That's what we show. It's just a big facade. Every time I look at people on social media and I see them flaunting money or flaunting this or flaunting that, and I was like, you're a very sad person. You have no, like, so that would be a great pocket. I, I would be something I would tune in. Cause I love to see how relationships like work. Like I always think like how other relationships work. Are they doing what you said? Like put the phone away for a while or get to know each other What? how well do they know each other?
0: I think like, I don't know. People that I do, I do agree with you hundred percent. People post like stuff about their like husbands or whatever or their wives and like flaunting money and it shows that they're a sad person but they they put it they like play it so well in real life but then you could like read the person just like physically saying like you know you're a sad person you can't
1: yeah yo i always i always see the people that i like they're sitting here bashing other people or whatever like When it comes to me traveling, people would think, like, I have a lot of money, that I do this, that I'm, like, very successful in this. Like, I'm a very mediocre person, and everything that I do, I feel like anybody could do, anybody. Like, I don't sit here and be like, I'm better than you because I do this, I do that. There is times that i bash people that constantly go to Miami, and I'm going to say that because I'm like, all right, I'm annoyed because you're constantly going to Miami. You're spending, actually probably spending thousands of dollars. You could go to a whole different island and experience stuff, but you're over here partying and wasting money and popping bottles. And you're not, like, learning anything. Like, travel to me is about a learning experience. Like, regardless, of, I might have fun. I might go to a strip club here and there, but I want to learn. So I have my time that I bash those travelers. But, you know, end of the day, different strokes for different folks. You know, like, I do feel like people like to flaunt. And those people are very sad. Like, I, I me personally, like, I, I take pride in having humility. Like, and I feel like that's what we lack as a generation is humility for each other and compassion actually no. we hate each other actually <laughs> if you think about it how many like there's times like you don't even know a person you're like Ugh. like people are like that like they're haters they don't like each other for no reason
0: It it's weird and it's sad though so like i i actually read something the other day they're canceling they're taking spongebob like a few episodes of spongebob off of uh paramount plus because they're too um sexual it, it, the one episode was when uh they were uh partying with Mr. Krabs, SpongeBob and Patrick and Mr. Krabs held up his mom's underwear uh underwear mm-hmm. or whatever they're taking that off because he said it's uh promoting um I forget what it, it was like promoting like rape or something I'm like how like I feel I didn't see anything that was rapey about that he just held up his mom's under that's what teenagers did at least back in our day I feel like
1: you know, I, yeah, I mean, you're right about our day because back in the 90s when the, you know, certain cartoons, they had a lot of, now that I'm older, they had a lot of sexual innuendos. windows oh. like, and I didn't ever realize when I was younger because I don't know shit then, but now I watch them like, oh shit, like, what the hell? Like, if you, if, like I said, the conspiracy thing, like, yeah, if you look into like cartoon conspiracies, they're hilarious. like. <laughs> Like, Ed, Ed, and Eddie are just, like, three, you know, uh, mental patients or whatever they were saying, or people with Down, kids with Down syndrome. Like, it was, it's actually really interesting to watch, like, conspiracy theories or cartoons in the 90s. And, like, Spongebob has a lot of shit that's going on they have conspiracy theories about, which is interesting as well. Like,
0: it represents the seven deadly sins.
1: uh Uh-huh. Like. Stuff like that. I mean, growing up though with those cartoons, they kind of made us kind of hardened. But nowadays, like the new generation, what they call—I don't even know what the generation called after us—the Gen, Gen, Gen Z or something.
0: Gen Z, yeah.
1: Oh my God, <laughs> a whole bunch of weirdos. Like, after, like I don't even want to have kids because I don't want to know how weird they're gonna be. Like, yeah, no. Like they're gonna be glued to their phone. Trust me, if I have a child, you better take your ass outside and better play tag. With somebody, like you better throw basketballs at each other's face because that's what I did when I was younger.
0: And you you have to shovel snow too, you can't
1: shovel shovel snow to make money. Go get five dollars, ten dollars. You should shovel a whole pavement for ten dollars. Nowadays, if a kid's coming around shoveling, they want like a (laughs) hundred dollars.
0: Like, see, I so I posted something like this on Facebook. It was, um, the last big snowstorm we had, I think it was like about a month ago. Uh, it said someone said back in my day in like the eighties and nineties kids would go come around shoveling stone. Now no one does it anymore. I said, that's because kids don't have any work ethic. Well, I got bashed by my, uh, you know, two cousins saying that all kids in America have work ethic. I'm like, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, you can't tell me that the 320, uh, okay. Let's say 200 billion people, kids in the United States have work ethic. You can't account for all 2 billion kids in the world. That have work ethic and she's like yes i can i see it all the time i'm like all right where are you from boston so you could count every kid in boston the millions of people in boston that have work ethic massachusetts yes okay get a million kids and bring them to my doorstep and then you know they could tell me what they do tell, tell me what they do for work ethic
1: if you want to see work ethic, go overseas like go to africa go to uh middle the middle east like those children have work ethic like to me like i feel like americans are lazy including myself i have days i feel like i'm like all right let me not be like so damn lazy because everything is handed to me through my phone and we got google and we got technology you know technology has made americans lazy and Canadians, you know and everybody in our generation kind of pretty damn lazy but if you go to a third world country you'll see kids that all right for instance in africa four-year-olds have to carry gallons of water up hills at four years old at four gallons of water up to their house by themselves no shoes and everything you will see them in the street like carrying water water jugs and they're like really small they're like four foot two and like they're just carrying water jugs like that those kids know how to work like you know, like my dad's generation before my like my dad's generation they know how to work they're handyman they, all of them like my dad knows how to do everything, construction, contracting, landscaping, automotive. He knows how to do everything. How? Because they had work ethic, and he learned these things about trial and error. Mind you, nowadays, when you try to change some breaks and we have to go on YouTube, like, mm-hmm. they didn't have that. We had like Growing up, even when you and me, we, growing up, we had encyclopedias because we didn't have Google. And then all of a sudden, we had at. I don't know if you remember Ask Jeeves. Remember Ask Jeeves?
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: Like, that that started development. We had a dial-up internet. Like, we went through all the phases. That's why, like, the 90s babies, like, were, although we have our lazy moments, we also have good work ethic. But I don't feel like – I think you're – I agree with you. I don't think American kids have work ethic. Like, I feel like we're – everything's handed to us, mostly. Yeah, like, I
0: mean, I, and I see it from her – I see it from her brother. Like, her brother, he just plays Minecraft all day. He goes to school online, but he's failing school because he doesn't have the work ethic to get his grades up and he doesn't do anything. He just sits inside and plays Minecraft all day. And and that's the point, I I think. Like, a lot of kids are playing video games right now. We're in a pandemic. No one's outside anymore. Uh Except for the kids in the neighborhood. So I moved to Chester County, but I see a lot of kids in my development. They're outside playing, but, like, in Delaware County, I didn't see one kid outside. That no matter where I was, like Sharon Hill, L Darby, I didn't see anybody
1: outside. Yeah, I'm currently I'm in I'm in Darby actually right now. Here in Darby. I'm in Darby right now. Like, Darby, okay. at, yeah. But um, yeah. No, I agree with you. Like, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't see. I don't know. I don't see. I mean, in Philadelphia, I don't even want the kids to be outside because it was 11. Actually, two days ago, a 11 year old got shot just for riding his bike. They didn't shoot at him. He got caught cro- caught in a crossfire. Oh wow! got in the head, and he died. So mm-hmm. like, it's kind of dangerous in Philly to be out as a kid right now. Anyway, but I agree. Like, growing up, that's all I wanted to do. My, my parents couldn't even bribe me to come in with food, and I still want to be outside. Like,
0: did you have to come in at like when the lights went, uh came out when it came, when it got dark out? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's that's how yeah. I grew up.
1: Gotta come in, Or if my mom says dinner time, I have to come in. And if I didn't come in, I would be on punishment. I got my, my my game, my Nintendo 64 taken from me. Like it was a whole nine yard. Like it was a lot stricter. I feel like back in the day, parents were a little stricter because they were allowed to be stricter. Now they, you can't be strict with a kid. You will get DHS called on you. Like uh, child services will be at your house as soon as you put your hands on the child. Like. I feel like parents nowadays have it worse because everything is so, like you said earlier, very sensitive. Like everything is it's very sensitive nowadays in the world. You can't do anything.
0: There is a way you can discipline your kids without getting child services. Like you can't, like, I feel like you could spank your kids. That's not bad, but not like you, you don't have to like punch them in the face or something. You can spank them on the ass and then like, don't be done. But like, You know, I know kids who are like, I'm going to call child services on you. And my sister did this to my mom once. She was like, I'm going to call child services. My mom threw a phone book at her and said, then do it then. I dare you. My sister never did. See, my mom enlisted fear in all of us. I was never that kid that would piss off my mom because I knew she was like really fucking psycho
1: yeah that's how my mom was like my mom was just like i used to, I, used to if I cursed at my mom i remember one day she was throwing cds at me like little disc was coming at my face and i was like oh my god I was running up the stairs like you're fucking crazy i was like 15 but like that's the stage when you kind of like rebuttal against your family like the 13 so like the 17 you kind of have that stage of like oh, i'm gonna do whatever i want and then once you start getting older like now i kind of appreciate it like I appreciate my mom being that way because I would have never turned out the way I am now. And I feel like that's why like our future generations, they don't, they don't have the discipline because the parents are very non-parental nowadays. Like they can't really do much, like without the system trying to come after them. And if you have one of them smart alley kids that was like, look, I'm going to call child service. I don't care. And they'll call child services. So, or like, you'll see a person, spanking their kid on the butt like down the street and all of a sudden your neighbor's calling child services on you so you, you, oh god
0: there's a lot there's a
1: lot that goes on in this world right now just like you're start you just question like do i want to be here right now like i'm about to I, just move
0: like, i really hope it gets better in the next like 10 years i do uh, because i can't deal with this like like sensitivity anymore mm-hmm. it's getting annoying and And the same thing now, like I have this one friend, he bitches about uh, Joe Biden a lot. I'm like, dude, the guy fucking won. Who cares? Like, uh, ever since the election, I thought politics, like whoever won Trump, Biden, whatever, whoever won, it would stop. No, it's still fucking going. And I'm like, okay, why is everything so political? We don't have to make shit political when the election's over. The guy won, stop making shit political. That's another thing I can't fucking stand anymore. Politics and it's just annoying.
1: It was a I think last year, I feel like everybody was a fucking politician last year. Everybody knew about politics all of a sudden. All of a sudden, everybody knew about Trump and Biden and they what they were doing for the country. All of a sudden, now y'all have the time to know about politics, right? Really? Like I don't get into that. Like I don't, I didn't care. Honestly, I didn't care who won. I just wanted to make my money and I wanted to travel and that's it that's it nothing else i don't mm-hmm. like there's nothing else i can do i don't have no control like if i want to go vote i'll vote do i think my vote counts i don't fucking know who knows i don't know what's going on behind closed doors i'm gonna do what i want to do that's all i know and then i'm just going on my life and i i thought the same thing you did i thought it was gonna calm down but no there's a whole bunch of shit still going on behind closed doors everybody still rioting and remember uh the people were rioting and they broke into the white house or whatever like what what <laughs>
0: How do you break into the White House though? That that's what I don't get. See, everyone says America is such a safe place and no one can get into Capitol Hill, but you gotta do, you gotta take a look at this. 9-11. How did one plane crash in, oh, I'm sorry, four planes. Two planes crashed into the World Trade Center, one got into the Pentagon, one of the safest areas in the safest, I want quotation of that in the world. And one plane crashed in Shanksville PA. And how did, I don't even know how many people were at Capitol Hill. How did all those people get into the fucking White House and riot? Like, how?
1: I want to know how they did it without getting shot. Like, what is going on? Like, that that was like, that's actually a conspiracy right there. Like, what is going on? But that's why I was like, you know what, at the end of the day, we have no control. Somebody controls everything, apparently. And you know, it's like a list of unfortunate It's like a, that gym. It was like the Lippany Snicket movie, a list of unfortunate events, like a series of unfortunate events constantly. All year last year, we're in a fucking global pandemic. And it was like event after event, after event, after event, after event, after event, after event. Uh, a freaking, uh, what is it called? An election during a pandemic. Like, what are the odds? What are the odds that all that was going to happen? What? Yeah, last year was a movie. Last year would have been a great movie
0: yeah definitely so, so we had um the australian fires the death of kobe bryant um then the pandemic then the uh rioting that was going on because of uh what was it the Floyd. Floyd. and then what else happened the election i feel like there's something after that though what? oh the murder hornets
1: oh yeah i remembered it.
0: it's just like that could have been a great fucking movie and it, 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 there was something similar that happened in like 2016. Hold
1: up, when the murder of hornets happened, did your mom not say that was in the Bible?
0: She did not say that.
1: Oh God, my dad was killing me with that one.
0: It's just, oh man, that would have been a great movie. I
1: mm-hmm. think
0: it is, I think it is going to be a movie. To be honest, like I'm telling you, there's going to be some director. Michael Bay is going to like make that a movie. I feel like.
1: Yeah, definitely. I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even expect Biden to win. I thought Trump was going to win.
0: Yeah, but that was kind of weird.
1: <laughs> I was, that was a plot twist. They they gave us a plot twist. Like, I didn't, like I said, I don't care who won, but I didn't, my, if I was to put money on something, I'm like, all right, I would have put money, if it was a game, I would have put money on that. Trump would have won because of all the stuff that was going on. So I figured, like, maybe that was going to happen, but, you know, they gave us a plot twist, Biden won. They sent us the stimulus check. Everybody's quiet for now. That was the last stimulus check we're ever going to get.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so, I mean, look, Canada was getting like $2,000 a month. They were giving every uh resident $2,000 a month.
0: I read that too. Yeah. that would, that would I would have loved that. $2,000 is better than $1,200. What was the last one?
1: $1,400, $1,200, and $600.
0: The 600, I thought that was kind of bullshit to be honest because they will kill him off the 600. I mean, you got to be real with that.
1: Right. I'm just like, it's crazy how can- Canadians had it figured out. Like, how is the government, their government giving people, every resident, $2,000 a month? And we're sitting here getting scraps every six months. It's
0: because, so, the, it's because the government here doesn't give a fuck. They just want somebody, they just want to uh, be liked. And you can't, that's not how you're going to win an election. Right. I See, I feel like um, this is what's going to happen in 20, what year are we in? 2021, 2025 when the election comes. This is what's going to happen. Biden's not going to last all four years. I could see that happening. He's going to die maybe in the second year of doing this. I'm just going to blow this out. Kamala Harris is going to be president. First, you know, female black president. And then she's going to get voted out and it's going to be another president. So she's only going to be one term for two years. Uh So. You know, Biden and Kamala are going to be gone in 2025, and it's going to be taken over by somebody else, probably a Republican. Maybe Trump. Maybe Trump comes back for 2024 or whatever, and he'll get voted back into office. And then we'll have you know what to be it would be redone all over again. I can see that happening.
1: No, I could too. I don't put it I don't after the pandemic. I I don't put the world past anything. You know, you say past anything. Actually, yeah put me on the first class flight somewhere out of here like i would dead ass move to africa or dead ass move to like mexico like i don't care if it's corrupt i i speak spanish i'll be all right over there and then like i'll figure it out like honestly like people you know there's a lot of there's a lot of foreigners that want to come live in america until you talk to them if you go to their country and talk to them about what's going on like really they were like never mind (laughs) <laughs> like, I'd rather stay here and make my pennies here than deal with them here. Yeah, so, it's kind of like uh, we have like a reality uh sitcom going on, a reality show going on. America's a, a actually laughing stock. People laugh at us. Other countries laugh at us. Like, they think we're a joke. Like, yeah. I
0: I just think that's what we're in. We're on like some bizarro world. Hmm. And like I, I really, I didn't expect this. I don't think anybody expected this. And at least kids our age and our parents. They never expected this to happen. Yeah. It's just crazy what's going on.
1: I can't believe it either. Honestly, That's I right.
0: still, I still kind of believe that aliens. Like I thought aliens were going to come down. Like did they <laughs> election day and just fucking evaporate all of us?
1: I thought we were gonna have like a big blackout or something. Something like crazy was gonna happen on election day. I thought something crazy was gonna happen because you remember the purge election mm-hmm. day it was very similar. Like I'm like, what is it? Like we have riots. Like I-, I wanted to go buy a gun. I'm like, I don't know what's about to happen. I thought a war was gonna about to happen. Like all the Trump supporters were gonna come attack everybody. Like I was like, shit, this is about to be crazy. It's about to be a civil war. A new civil war. That's all I'm thinking. Last year could have easily developed as a civil war though. Easily. Like, and I thought that I was coming. So I was preparing myself. I'm like, oh, shit.
0: See, I, I want to get a gun right now. But, yeah. you know, you need a license and stuff. And now like, you could barely even get into courthouses. But my cousin told me, if you go to a courthouse and say, like, I want a gun for protection, they'll give you a permit. So mm-hmm. it's, you can go and do that. So I'm thinking when I get I'm supposed to get married soon. So when I get my marriage license, I might go get my gun license, too, just so I can go get a gun. Because I want to feel protected. If I'm going out doing like some haunted like video, and if I see somebody who like is coming after me, someone like with a knife, I want to shoot them in the leg for protection. Right. I mean that's just how I am.
1: My roommate, my roommate just bought a gun. He bought it like a, a Hellcat, something like it was really nice actually. Uh and he got his, he actually filled out his gun permit online. He said it was super simple. And then he got to go pick it up after, you know, he got approved for it. So he got to go pick it up eventually when they come. But he did buy a gun, and he just can't take it out the house right now until he gets a permit, and he go pick up his permit. But he did it online, and he was telling me that I should do it too because the with the crime in Philly right now, I mean, I don't go out anyway. But if I did, I want to have it with me, you know?
0: Yeah. See, I mean, I, you know, I go to places. I, I actually drive for my job sometimes, so mm-hmm. I was in um, – I was in some place in Jersey and like it was the ghetto of Jersey. I can't remember where it was, but I'm just thinking like, I really should have a gun right here because God forbid, like something happens.
1: And that's the thing you, I I don't, I think with PA, like if I have a PA gun license, I can't take my gun to Jersey.
0: No, I don't think you can. I think you could take it anywhere in PA though, but not Jersey.
1: Yeah. You could take it anywhere in PA just not that you can't cross the state line. You could, so like that's, I wish they would have, like, a rule, like, you can apply for, like, a universal, like, like a, uni- a whole United States permit, basically. I'm not sure. They might have one. I don't know. But I think they should make something like that because you don't want to just have protection in one state. Like, what if you're a different state? You're just going to end up getting shot and died or somebody's going to attack you and you don't have no protection. So...
0: See, I feel like if you have a gun, though, and you are across state uh, lines like, say if someone does pull the gun on you and, like, they don't have, like, they just start doing it, they don't have any, like, ammo in their, uh, in the thing, you could easily just shoot them in the leg and if you get arrested, like, would that be, like, you could just say, hey, I had a gun on me, but it's licensed or it's permitted in, uh, Pennsylvania, but this guy pulled a gun on me and I had my gun with me in self defense. Like, would you get, I feel like, would you get in trouble for that or how does that, you know how that
1: works? I really don't know because how could you prove it?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, you do have a paper, though, I think. I feel like you
1: have yeah, paper you carry, but how can you prove that it was self-defense if y'all both have guns? It could have been like a, a showdown or something, like a draw, like a Cowboy Western type shit. <laughs> like, it, you, you know, they're going to make up something. They're going to make up something to try to get you to pay a fine or get do some jail time because that's all money, too.
0: True, yeah. That is, yeah, that's fucking nuts.
1: Mm-hmm. So I that, that, they haven't done it. That's why it's like that. Because just like when I when I drive to Virginia or I drive to anywhere, my tickets, if I get a ticket in Virginia, it's like three times the amount of BMPA. three times. Like I have to go to court in Virginia. And then like I had that happened to me. I had to go to court in Virginia. And I didn't go to court. So what I had to do was pay for a lawyer online, talk to them on the phone. They went to court for me and then I paid the six hundred dollars to the lawyer and then the lawyer paid a fine that I gave him to pay the fine at the uh, courthouse. And right there, Alder ran me $1,500. That's
0: that's fucking nuts, man.
1: So that don't happen in PA. If I get pulled over a speeding ticket, they might ask me to go to court if I have some points on my license, but they're not going to, they'll probably give me a $300 ticket. All right. Bye.
0: Yeah.
1: Well,
0: I was, I was going to say like, I got pulled over a couple months. uh, It was like a year, two years ago. Uh, no, no, no. I think it was a couple of, it was probably like a, about last year. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But anyways, I got pulled over for blowing a stop sign. I went to go pay the fine. And they said, well, you know, if you pay this, you're going to have, you're going to get three points on your license. I was like, for paying the fine. They were like, yeah, you got to go to court. I'm like, why the fuck do I have to go to court? Just to, I was like, can't I just pay without getting the points on my license?
1: No, you can't do that because so basically when you do decide to pay the fine, you're basically pleading guilty to the to the uh, ticket. So if you plead not guilty, you don't pay the fine for a little bit and you basically go to court or you write a written statement or you get a lawyer and you might have a reduced fine from three hundred dollars to one fifty. And then you'll get like one point on your license. But if you do decide that, hey, fuck it, I don't want to go through that process. And once you pay the fine, you're basically telling them, I was guilty for speeding and here are my points. Now give me the points and I'll pay the fine. So, first system is all effed up. So, that's you know what I'm saying. Like, everything is just, just to make money, everything is a business. Everything. That's why this world is just out to get you when it comes to money. Like, we got the $1,400 for what? The stimulus check was literally just for us to spend it again. It's to boost the economy. They're going to give us money so we can get back to them. That's just. <laughs>
0: And tax season's coming up, too, so you're going to have to, like, spend like, say if somebody who owes money, you're going to have to owe a lot of money to, um, <laughs> you know, to the IRS.
1: And you're giving, so you're going to give back to them. You're giving it back to the government.
0: It's just nuts, man. This is just shit that we're going through in this world. Like, I really, I like, I talk to people throughout the whole world, and they tell me, like, you know, America is a fucked up system, and it really is.
1: I agree. That's why I want to, my first way, look, my, my perfect life would, get me my girl and we'll get i know go to a caribbean island and live simple have a small little house some sheep or some fucking goats and whatever Mm -hmm. i'm cows or something and whatever and live off the land like and just off the grid like literally like that would be my goal i own a small little one bedroom home in the middle of nowhere in the island and just live off the land and that's it like that would be my ideal life
0: yeah definitely
1: technology honestly i'll give i'll throw my phone out the window i'll be okay with not having technology
0: just give me a camera that's all i need yep i like filming my uh filming everything going on in the world yeah at least
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that's what i do when i travel like i'll vlog half my stuff but like I will give it all up if I have a simple life, you know, a simple debt-free life. I'll give it everything up, like, especially debt-free. Cancel all my student loans, cancel my mortgage, cancel my car payment, like, uh, and I'll be happy.
0: Yeah. But, that, that's what, and I feel like there shouldn't be any college loans. Well, eh, yeah, no, I, I don't, there shouldn't be any college loans. Like, we went to school for free, like high school. But once you hit college, like, you got to pay, like, tens of thousands of dollars for what?
1: A piece of paper that doesn't even get you into where you got to get into most of the time. Unless you're a doctor or something, that's different. You got, you got to go to school and you'll get your doctor and stuff. But when it comes to other ones, like, anything else you learn from, like, what you're saying earlier. You learn from the experience. Yeah. And then a lot of jobs are like, oh, you need to have experience to come work for us. How the fuck am I going to experience if you don't hire me? Like, this is a whole weird shit going on. Like, how the fuck. Give me the experience. Like
0: I see a lot of jobs on indeed. They require a bachelor's degree and it's mm-hmm. only part time. I'm thinking, why would you want somebody for part? And I don't know if it's because of COVID. It could be, but like, why, why are we doing this part time? And you're only making like $10 an hour just for sure. a bachelor's. Like I'm making, I'm making more, and I have an associate. I'm making more than probably my friends.
1: You're right. I don't know. That that, don't, that never made sense to me. So I can't even give you an answer for that one. I hate that shit. Yeah,
0: that's just. I know
1: people that are really good at graphic design and they don't got a degree in it. Like that's just simple. Like I could have been a if I would have knew. Like I would have went to the trade school maybe. Job placement type thing. Like I would, I would not go to school. I would not have put myself in forty thousand dollar debt at westchester so.
0: and the books there, fucking expensive too. Like a hundred dollars for a book. Mm-hmm. I think the most I spent on an actual book was like uh, that book over there, uh, Stephen, a Stephen King book, was like eleven dollars at Target. <laughs> That's where I get my inspiration from, Stephen King. I. I my all my horror inspiration i go to him
1: yeah i'm i'm big into horror stuff too so i know how you feel about that
0: you have a favorite scary movie
1: oh my god it's too many it's too many like (laughs) i i would say and a scary movie that's nostalgic would be the shining even Um, though i'm not scared of it but it's just like I could watch it over and over. And, like, even Eyes Wide Shut, the Stanley Kubrick, I wide shut. Like, Stanley Kubrick was my favorite, like, director type uh, of person. So, like, all his movies that, like, I used to do, like, the poster designs for his movies just for fun. So, um, I don't know. The recent one, I, I, I feel like the only time I got a little scared was The Conjuring recently.
0: That's the only scary movie you can only get scared of.
1: Yeah. I feel like... I- Because I feel like it was real, you know? Like anything that has a, you know what movie scared the fuck out of me? The exorcist.
0: That scared you, really?
1: Yes, because like that, it can actually happen. Anything (laughs) actually happen scares the hell out of me. Like, if it can't actually happen, if it's somebody like, I mean, anything could really happen. Like, every time I go to a haunted house, that'd be a perfect place for a serial killer to hide. Oh, yeah. Like, so I think about shit like that. I'm like, I I think of irrational shit when I'm doing random stuff. Like, I'm like, all right, if I'm in a haunted house, one of these actors could be really a serial killer. But they should actually make a movie about that. That would be interesting, actually.
0: There was actually, so I was at, when I was at Pennhurst, this guy almost got, like, I almost got into a fist fight with one of the actors because I was, I'm one of those like punk ass kids back then. I was like one of those kids that mouth off and he's he got really physical and we almost got into a fist fight and i'm thinking like you know this could be a really good idea like what if there's somebody in here we're to st- like they could hurt somebody during this whole like you know operation that they're doing and the managers don't even know it
1: right and then we think it's, a, it's staged
0: yeah that's what i thought i thought it was staged but he was really serious about it
1: yeah you i know i don't know maybe look this up you probably already know about it but um there's like a haunted experience which is really not a haunted experience it's actually live action and you're like the people grab you and they put your head in water and they like torture you really yeah you can look it up after after we get off the phone like look it up it's actually a haunted experience you pay for it you basically get paid you pay to get scared shitless but it's real life like they're like these characters are grabbing you torturing you like they're not like they they won't kill you, of course, but they'll like fake drown you and they'll choke you and they'll actually put you through some traumatic experiences. Like it's somewhere I don't know. I think it's, I don't know if it's PA or it's in Virginia. It's somewhere, but it's an actual haunted experience that people pay for to get tortured, like a haunted experience.
0: That's fucking crazy. I would never do that.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people quit. Like the, it's like you have a safe word, and if you say the safe word, they'll take you out. They'll be like okay, like calm down, like.
0: You have to it's sign crazy. a
1: waiver? Yeah. Yeah, you have to sign a waiver and everything. Yeah,
0: oh, fuck. I would never do that.
1: It's fucking interesting, though. I would never do it, but it's still hella interesting. Like
0: The one thing I would do, it's called a tough guy challenge. It's kind of like the Spartan run. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tough guy challenge is in Wolverhampton, England. You have to run five miles, and you're running through fire, jumping in freezing cold water going through electrical tentacles and you have to sign a death waiver because of the hypothermia and all oh, the shit, shit getting tortured to you
1: Oh shit.
0: and you get a medal you don't get like any money uh,
1: i don't want a fucking medal i'll throw the medal right back at him like this is what you, after all this is all i get it better be a cash prize
0: i i would do that if it was like a million dollars like yeah. i used to do cross country so like i would run like all the time
1: yeah that's different if it was a, a price tag behind it like i'll do some crazy shit but if there's no price tag i'm not doing it like
0: <laughs> it's a good experience i feel like people do
1: yeah it is yeah
0: is there anything else you want to plug before we get out of here we've been talking for like two hours almost yeah
1: i know no i think i'm pretty much done i'm probably um probably gonna go out to get something to eat real quick
0: Cool. Um, this should be up by tomorrow around uh let's say new eleven thirty.
1: Eleven thirty will be up.
0: All right. Cool, and I'll share it to all my socials and all that. Yeah, Devo. definitely. Do
1: you have Facebook and all that? Yeah, my Facebook um is Eric Garced. Um, my Instagram is uh at the Travel Poppy. So that's where you can find me on those. Gotcha.
0: Awesome. Could you share this too once we're all yeah
1: um, I'll share it. As soon as you let me know, I'll put the link up. I'll, I'll have people, you know, go to it watch it and stuff.
0: Definitely. This is all going to be uh, audio, too, on Spotify. So,
1: Oh, great. All right. No problem. All right. Well, all hey, right. man, thank you for coming on,
0: man. We had a good conversation.
1: Yeah, it was great. Nice talking to you, man. Nice meeting you.
0: Nice meeting you, too. Talk right, to brother. you
1: later. All right. Bye.
0: Bye. All right, guys. That was Eric Garcia. We're going to take a quick little break and we'll be back right after these messages. Right, guys that's gonna wrap up today's episode i hope you enjoyed it if you did make sure you please like and subscribe on spotify google Podcasts, anchor.fm and much more we have a lot of things planned soon guys mark my words this is going to be the best year yet for 2021 even though it, we're only in the almost through the first quarter of 2021 we're going to make it the best year ever i guarantee it um yeah that was really uh really it for today's show guys hope you enjoyed it and um you know we may have somebody famous coming on and we may have another sponsor hitting the show very soon stay tuned for that because um i might have some uh fun exciting news coming soon so stay tuned for that um Yeah, this podcast is really just all about making people's dreams come true and talking about, you know, talking about their life and traumatic experience that's happened in their life and what they do for a living. That's really what this podcast is all about, making dreams come true. And that's what I want. I want everyone's dream to come true in the long run. And as long as you keep that positive message out there, that's what's going to happen. So, yeah, that's it. All right, peace out, everybody. See you on Wednesday for a show, and then see you guys again on Friday for another interview. Deuces.
1: Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind, and they're coming to take me away, ha ha, they're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, ha ha, to the funny farm, where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away!